0: The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, I am Mike Noble, and we are riding on cloud nine at this point. 16 wins in a row, franchise record for the St. Louis Cardinals. We are all witness. However, my excitement level is even larger tonight. The Reds win. Which means one thing, the man sitting across from me, the man who, since he's been employed with the St. Louis Cardinals organization, they are 18-2 and two. Mm-hmm. in the midst of the 16-0 and 0 run. It's not over. It ain't over. We're still winning. Mm-mm. This man is the lucky charm. He is the rally squirrel.
2: Okay, no. Don't
3: he call is that.
1: the guy who has started it all when the Dodgers were in town and people said, y'all going to get swept. Nope, we won two. Mm-hmm. Last two. And the man who tomorrow night will be probably at Bush Stadium very, very late cleaning up Budweiser bottles because we will be celebrating another postseason return, Caleb Noble.
2: Yeah, I'm, I am super excited. It's not – this one seems different to me. I've been telling you the whole year, I think, how, how this team just felt different because no one's in town, because Yachty and Wayno are another year older, and because of all the people – this is Carp's last year – Almost guaranteed his last year with the Cardinals. And there's just so much it's just gold. and it's really the first year since they got Goldschmidt and even back to when they got Ozuna that they feel like they have a chance to do something. I saw a power rankings say Ben Verlander, um, Justin Verlander's brother, he's on Fox and he has a big podcast over there. And he was he had them fifth in power rankings. Like they have they're making noise around the league right now where people think if they win this wildcard game, which is gonna be incredibly difficult to do. They have a chance. Like, they legitimately have a shot. Nobody wants to see them right now. The Dodgers, I guarantee, are not liking the idea of having to see the Cardinals again because we know how that history has gone with the Cardinals. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, seeing all those guys, all these new guys, Tyler O'Neill, like the guys that have emerged. Like, Tyler's been here when we've been in the playoffs, Yeah. But he wasn't Tyler O'Neill yet. It's just he was big. wearing number forty-one. He was wearing number forty-one, and he was striking out three times a game, which he still does sometimes. I but.
1: I do greatly appreciate your faith in the Cardinals, but you can't not acknowledge that under your watch, under your employment, mm-hmm. it's the greatest twenty-game streak in Cardinal history. At least the greatest sixteen-game streak.
2: It's the best sixteen-game streak in the NFL. And also 54.
1: under your employment with this organization, first day, your first day, they lost. Mm-hmm buddy of mine texts me. He says, uh, I think it's Caleb's fault. They're 0-1 since he started. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Since that day, Mm 18-1, 16 in a row, Harrison Bader, under your watch, Mm -hmm. Harrison Bader, NL Player of the Week, with a 517 batting average, three jacks, and an ungodly 1.548 OPS. This is Harry Bader we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah. You, the rally squirrel sounds bad, because I was kind of hoping
2: It also got Skip Schumacher injured.
1: It did. But I believe that the, as someone who spends a lot of time in New Orleans avoiding voodoo yeah. for a certain reason, I believe that right now the voodoo juju is on your side. And it all started when Mookie Betts said, can you tell me where the bathroom is? <laughs> and that's when it started. And from then on,
2: here we are. Yeah, maybe I gave him the wrong directions. It was my first day, so maybe he had like pee himself during the last two games or something. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been crazy. It's really fun to see. It's it's cool to go out there. I never realized because we when we go to games we kind of dart out there pretty fast because to be traffic and everything. To see a guy, um, Tyler O'Neill's home run against the Padres and Nolan's home run against the Reds, there was probably twenty five to thirty thousand people left in the stadium watching their interviews. And just to go out there and clean the field, whether it's it's crazy to see, and I don't I don't I don't know I don't want to jinx them. There is up. no jinx at this and point. And they they need to win. No one wants them to clinch on a loss. No one wants that. Right. And it's I, and it seems perfect tomorrow. I mean, Adam Wainwright's pitching. It's against the Brewers who, um, I don't think they like very. They're much. still drinking this Miller game. High Life.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're still they're, housing beers. They're probably still in Milwaukee, either
2: drunk or hungover. Probably right. still drunk. But yeah, I mean, it seems like tomorrow's the day that it kind of has to happen. And I don't I don't know. I don't even know how to put it into words. I didn't think they'd get here this year at all. Like I was hoping and I was saying some hopeful things. But to say that they were gonna be in the postseason, I remember I remember texting you, I don't know if you remember this, I said, Do you think they would make the postseason if they get to ninety wins? And you said no. And you said they're not going to get to ninety wins. Well, they're three away, and they just have to get to eighty eight. And the way I always look at it the postseason is there's a certain amount of wins you have to get to. No one knows before the season what that number is. But just win. Like you might, you might be at 500, which we were three weeks ago. But if you just keep winning, you maybe you have to get to 88 wins, which ends up being the number this year. That's all they have to get to. They get to and 88 and they're in.
1: One thing I have said forever as a Cardinal fan or as a sports fan is just get in. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we saw what happened in 2006. We saw what happened in 2011. We firsthand witnessed the buzzsaw that was the Boston Red Sox in 2004 when they were down 3 to nothing to the mighty Yankees. Yep, and one stolen base by Dave Roberts, right after a pinch running for Kevin Millar, and everything started to change. Yep, the only that was the first time I think in history that the team had been down 3-0, right? Yeah, and, and came was back the, and won.
2: That was the Jeter-Mariano correct, Bernie Posada, williams Posada, all those guys. Yeah, uh, we saw that happen. So well, you we can. have been
1: first hand witnesses to these great moments. Even though that wasn't a great moment in Cardinal history, we were in the World Series. And it was the first time in, in a long time for the Cardinals, since 87. Um, so we, we are bare witness to all of this right now. And what we, you and I have both talked about, on air and off air, as you guys are just getting a glimpse into what we – this is why we did this. These were our discussions every single day. And we were like, we might as well put this out I there talk to we, myself sometimes before right. I go to bed. We know it. that other people are sharing the same one. So we really appreciate you tuning in, and we really appreciate the feedback. But one thing we've talked about quite a bit was – this team is too good. We couldn't figure it out, and and you know everybody wanted to blame someone because that's what happens when a team's not playing as well as they think they should, yeah. and and that's that's the fan. Every fan does that. Um, if anybody right now, if any Cardinal fan said I saw this coming, they're lying. I'm not saying they the didn't Cardinals say, didn't see it coming. No one saw this coming, and I'm not saying they didn't see a good run. And I, I think I've said on here, hey, all it takes is a 10-0 run, right? And I kind of said that. Almost jokingly. It's hard Because to do. we hadn't seen that. Like, we hadn't seen an extended run by the I team. I haven't seen so, anything, a 16 and 0 of run. Them. Unbelievable. But, you know, everybody wants to say that because it's their team. Because it is true also a 10 0 run and you're right back in it. Yep. 16 and 0 and you run away with it. Yep. But we always kept saying something's off. And it just seemed like the hiring of you, I, I say that
2: jokingly, but something did click. And whatever was off went away. And if anybody wants to say that anyone saw this coming, though the game that they lost to the Reds before this win streak started, the day before it started, um, Nolan had an interview. That was the game they lost. and the, McFarlane blew the game in the ninth and they lost after they came back. Um, go watch his interview because he was as dejected as I've ever seen a superstar be. And that's after winning two in a row against the Dodgers because it just felt like two steps forward, one step back, and almost one step forward, two steps back for most of the year. No one saw this coming, but it – and you can point to what it was. It quite simply was the starting pitching. Absolutely. That sets the tone for every single game. When you're in a way, there were games where we would be at dinner, and we would be gone for the top of the first and come back, and they're down three nothing. Every time, especially if Carlos Martinez was starting the game. So it. That's what it was. It, it wasn't the just tone. him. It was you No, know, but he. Single- it was, there were a lot of. People I don't know in if that. I've seen more of a player who has as much success as he has in the big leagues. And has as much talent and stuff as he has, blow, cost their team games to where they have no chance, as he did this year. But um, that's what it is. I mean, you go out there, you set the tone, and you see what they've been doing lately. They've been doing that to other teams. They're going out there scoring three in the first inning. The other teams like, oh shit, they just beat us three in a row. Well, here we go again. For for
1: three months, Cardinals played really well in April and May. Yeah. Then then they had Pass the injury to right. Then they had the injury to Jack, and they had all the other all the other issues that they had with their pitching staff and everything else, in June, July, and August, and even you could say the first week of September, but the feeling was we had a lead going into the 7th, 8th, ninth inning. Oh shit, who's going to blow it? We've talked about that on here before. Who tonight is going to make... We saw Goldie make an error that cost him. Goldie never makes error. Mm-hmm. We saw Nolan make an error that cost him game. We've seen Yachty drop balls that Yachty never drops. We've seen Bader... Misplay balls in center field terribly that cost the down in Milwaukee. Dylan Carlson drops two fly balls coming in. Obviously he's sliding, but still balls that should be caught. Um, we've seen that happen, right? Tyler overthrowing somebody, or Yachty not fielding a ball on a great throw. Like that. It was somebody every night, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, who is it now? It is one so eighty, and now it is the who is going to be the hero? And it's it's. Thank you for stepping on that. I had set that up brilliantly, <laughs> and I had that thing really rolling right there, and you just stole all my I just thunder. wanted
2: to show we were on the same yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, when we go to the ha- The thing that was so unfair to me was we had our three relievers were Hennessy, Alex, and um, Geo. Geo the whole year. Those were the three guys, and yeah, they blew. You look at the amount of games they blew to combined. It's probably an ungodly amount of games. But those three, when you expect all, when you have all three of them coming into every game, you have a lead in. The odd of one of the odds of one of the three messing up once it costs you the game. When you're not scoring enough runs to have a lead that's safe, and when they, you do go up the lead, which will happen, it's happened lately. You have to have someone come up big and get the lead back. And those three, I, I mean, the harsh criticism on Alex, on Gio, and Hennessy's any criticism on any of those three guys, without them, they're not in the situation. Without Luis Garcia and McFarlane, they're definitely not in the situation because those two pitch more than the other three right now. I was
1: going to say, the emergence of, of McFarlane and Garcia and Cody Whitley
2: he's was, he's been incredible. has
1: been incredible. I mean, we miss... People wanted to dog Helsley quite often, it just seemed like, because when it didn't go well for him, it didn't go well. But they wanted to ignore the six out of seven times he was successful. We really missed Ryan Helsley. We still did. For a while. I get it. But Cody Willie has stepped into that role yeah. as another guy. And what Garcia and McFarlane have done, and you've talked about this quite a bit, just you you could feel it coming even if you got a lead after the fifth inning because our starters were going three and four innings every night outside of Wayno who has been unbelievable all year long. Yeah. And outside of him, so... The bullpen was taxed. I, I felt the 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 worst day ever was the Alex Reyes day Sunday Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You could tell he did not want to come into that game. And I can't blame him. And then he comes and he gets the blown first call, which was a, a definite strike. And we have seen quite often, as you do with many young pitchers, now you, now what happens? I'm going to try to overthrow it. I have to put it between a donut, and then it gets hit as it did by Dan Vogelbach. And you could just see the I've done it again. Yeah. And here we go again. And it was on. And then. Two nights ago, I think it was two nights, but whatever the night. It was. I'm watching Alex at, at Wrigley, and the confidence was, like, dripping And he didn't have him. the best
2: performance. But you but can the still feel. the guy has – he needed – I loved him as our closer because he was so good. But he needed a change. He, he did. And you know as well as I do, there's been days where you go to the field, and you, the day before you were over three with two strikeouts and a pop-up. And you're like, oh, shit, first to bat if I, if I pop up or I strike out, like, here we go again. That's why the first hit of the day is always the biggest one. I didn't strike button. out. I don't
1: know what you're talking about.
2: Okay, well, I do. I did it quite a bit. It was <laughs> a, kind of a specialty of mine. You know, I think I had the Tyler O'Neill balls and play average was <laughs> through the roof. But um, when, you, and when you're him in that situation, and he's had walk problems, and you come with the bases loaded, which means you have no margin for error. It's a gap where the game's tied. It's a walk, and oh, shit, the tying runs on second base. Um, you throw that first pitch and it's a ball and you're like, Well fuck, I have to get on top. Like if I if I walk this guy, it's gonna spiral. And especially when you're a guy that I'm he has social media, he's on it all the time, I follow him. He he knows what people are saying. Like, he's not he's not I hope he doesn't read his mentions. I, I bet he does at times, and even if he doesn't, he knows what he's doing wrong. And when you're a closer, everyone goes through struggles. No one's gone through plenty of them. And, and he, he was gassed. You
1: could
3: tell Oh yeah, he was but gassed. also
2: when you go through his struggles, it happens. Every player does it. But when you're a relief pitcher, especially a closer, when you go through struggles, you're single-handedly losing your team the game. Like even though that's not what it is, because there's sure there's other opportunities where maybe there's bases loaded and we don't cash in. But that's what it feels like, because you have the game won and you're the guy they come in to trust to get the win. So when you have a guy like that and just to see his confidence back, it stuffs great. And I I don't know, it, it's been a complete 180. And that's winning cures everything. You it, say that a lot. It, absolutely, it really does. And when you don't have to be the only guy, which he was for a long time. Like, Gio was great. But he was the only guy in the ninth. Luis Garcia's getting saves. Gio's getting saves. He's coming in for two winnings in the sixth and seventh. And he doesn't have to go out there and be like, oh, shit. If I give up a run, game's over.
1: A lot of people taking the load off of his shoulders. Yes. And that makes life a lot easier for everybody. Yesterday, one of the things that I absolutely loved the most was – you, you get, it's 2-2, two to two. Harry hits the absolute nuke. It's two to one before he hit it. He hits the nuke to tie it up, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 2-2, to two, he hits the nuke. Um, you get to the ninth, and all of a sudden, what would have happened to us a month ago was happening to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Those are things that would have happened to Alex or to G... Fill in the blank. Whoever was on the mound. That would have happened right there. But the sheer joy on Kiz's face when he scored on that pass yeah. ball was like, this team is one right now. They're not 26 or 27. They're 1. And when you're 1, you're dangerous. When you're 1, you're dangerous. And I think, hey, I've had a few of my buddies out there who are probably listening to this who have come at me quite hard right now. Oh, where were you a month and a half ago? Well, I was with every other Cardinal fan in the world and player and manager. all of them. All of them were on the same boat that we didn't know what was happening and it wasn't pretty. Look, you could just... There's this, there's this theory, not theory, but this belief that you're not a true fan if you're not 100% optimistic all the time. Well, that's not what fandom is. That's the opposite, actually. That's not what fanatic means, and that's not what fans do on... I mean, my God, go be a Philly fan. Or a Mets Go fan. be a New York fan. Right, right. So, Which I, I don't like. There that. are times that we overreact. That's what we do as yeah. fans. We always overreact, right? I was ready to, to get rid of everybody at one point in time. That's what happens when you're pissed off after a loss. Right now... Things are working, and this is what you and I have talked about. and We've talked with Godar and we've talked with other people, Rob, who've come on. What, what was happening? This team is too good. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, when you, and you talk about it with Alex, it's the same thing with hitting. Goldie, unbelievable. Uh, maybe, you said it yesterday, maybe his best season of his career. I mean, the numbers might not be the highest maybe of his even- career, but, but maybe the best one second best, uh, best of his career. But what you see is he knows now he doesn't have to be the guy. For two months it felt like he had to be the guy, or Nolan felt and I and had to be years. the guy. Now all of a sudden you got Tyler, you've got Tommy didn't have a great series this weekend, but nobody cares and nobody knows about it because there were seven other guys. Harry hits five seventeen and wins player of the week. He's banging eighth,
2: right? Uh, behind. I mean, it's. I mean, Paul DeYoung two home runs. Correct. Like, loved if, loved seeing like, what that. What is that about? He's always killed the Cubs though, so that's no surprise. He but loves seeing him, him hit regularly. the ball out to right center. That is when and you're like, hit, oh, maybe. I he's mean when you see him something. when you see him do that, sometimes he accidentally does that where he's like jam shot and it just goes. But then the next day he just barrels on the left center and it's gone by fifty feet. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't understand the viewpoint of always having to be optimistic. I've been significantly more optimistic about this team than you have. <laughs> like okay. it's significant. Yeah, I have
1: friends who don't agree with that, but I have friends who have been trying to bury me who do agree with that.
2: <laughs> I, I have been a little bit more optimistic about them because I thought the talent was there. There was a time, I I think it was maybe four podcasts ago, maybe five, where you said that they weren't very close. I, I and at that point
1: in time, to be fair, okay, just to stand up, what front,
2: happened was, I believed that. Okay, I understand. But what I said was, I didn't think they were nearly as far off as you thought. You did. And look where we are now. They're not far off, and they're not even they're not off at all, right? Now, now.
1: to be fair, we could finish off this year great, and one day next Wednesday, I believe that's the game, right? Next Wednesday. Yep. Next Wednesday, it could end it all. Which is that's, that's, that's still an a,
2: incredible run by the we, team. We
1: need to talk about it at some point in time that MLB Rob Manfred this time to go to a three game wild card playoff. If you want all three of those games to be at one team's place, I am on board with that. But this one game take it all when you play 160, you you are set up to play three game series your entire year, and now it's a one gamer. Doesn't make any sense at all, and it it cheapens the entire. The entire year.
2: That being said, if we get on Max Scherzer on Wednesday and score four on him in three innings and win the game, I'm on board for the one-game playoff because I don't want to see Walker Buehler and Julio Urias slash Clayton Kershaw come in the next two days. So whatever happens, happens, and I don't really care. Like, I do. I want them to win, and I'm going to be probably peeing myself the whole game if it's close. But... Like the t- the run that they've gone on, like there's no way you can't be appreciative of what they've done, even if they're a first game exit.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, super. And this is what quite a ride. And, and also, I don't think
2: I don't think it'll be over. Also, I was what I was going to say about Paul Goldschmidt. He made the playoffs one time as a Diamondback, and that was the Archie Bradley triple that beat them. I think they were playing Colorado, Colorado, um, in the wildcard game. But he has never had a significant season like this, where it's been this high pressure. This, how, I don't know how many big hits he has, how many home runs he has to win us games or get us in the games. Like, I have never seen, it's I haven't 2019.
1: seen, 2019, 2019.
2: Yeah, but I don't care that because the team sucked.
1: I mean, but they got to the, I the LCS. It, I get it,
2: I get it. But Marcel Zuno was also going crazy. Correct, correct. But I'm just saying, this has been one of the most significant seasons I've seen him have. He's put him, he's going to be a top four MVP finalist. Like, there's no way around it. He has to be. I think so. He's a, he has a seven war. That's like somewhat ridiculous right. at that point. That's getting close to Shohei Otani numbers right there. But I, I don't know what to say about this team right now. I mean, they have to go out and win tomorrow because you don't – and they don't have to. They just no. need to make it. But you don't want but to – But we want to see – But them. what kind of yes. celebration would it be if you look up and the the Reds lost and the Phillies lost and you're celebrating after you get – Which lose. could happen
1: before you even win tomorrow night. Yeah, but because that doesn't no matter. Because both teams that are on the East coast. Coast. If you, if you win, they're going right. to go crazy either They're going to party tomorrow night. I'm they telling might, you right now. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen tomorrow night. I'm calling it – I believe it's going to be 17 in a row. Uh, let's, we're going to talk about Wayne on a minute, but one thing I do want to talk about is that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you get the win, and it was great to see Gio, who, who did struggle a little bit. But let's, again, really. I, we are not, let me preface this, we are not an anti-umpire show. I am. However, this is out of, we're going to talk about the NFL referees later with Deep Pagel, who's going to join us in our second segment, because how come can nobody officiate a game? What happened yesterday was nothing but a comedy of errors. And what I want to know is, Rob Manford, Joe Torre, all you motherfuckers up there in New York, what are you doing? What did you say to them today? Because they were asked about it, and guess what? The umpires had no comment after the game. They did release a
2: statement. Fuckers. They released a statement, and it was a bunch of bullshit. But the thing is, that's a Little League thing. That's an error of the highest proportions on the Cubs players. To not recognize that there was an infield fly. And also, I will just say this. Paul DeYoung fucked up. Bad. How do you not know what's going on? Why, why when Nolan throws you that ball, do you step on the face? Here's base what I will race? say.
1: Here's what I will say. I believe 90% of infielders in the major leagues and across the country would have treated that as a, as a force play. That's a problem. I, I'm not arguing that. I, I was the yelling at what the game was happening. The pro- agreed. Yes. But the problem was, Tommy did the right thing at second base, mm-hmm. and you had an umpire who had a player off the base, he called timeout. Yeah. This goes back to, we're going to have a do-over, like we experienced when you were like 11-you. Yeah. And I jokingly made the joke with Godar a couple weeks ago, hey, let's get the GMB umpires. Yeah. That cannot happen. No. That, what that is, is major league umpires who are in charge of the game, not knowing the rule. And that can never happen. And that guy should be fired or at least placed on leave immediately.
2: I have never seen any play, let alone a live play in the ninth inning with two outs. Why is the umpire ever calling time? What are you taught when you get the ball as an infielder? Put your hands up and call time. Correct. So I call time. You don't stop the fucking play because you're confused about what's happening. Especially with a a live play going on and And a guy off the base. So what happens if... I just don't understand. First off, like I said, the Cubs play Rafael Ortega. What the fuck are you doing? Why is anybody running? Here's the thing. You And overrunning second. Yeah. Cuz he thought he thought the game was over. Paul DeYoung Young tagged the guy out. What what, what No, one catch the fucking pop up. Well, he slipped.
1: No one slipped. To he be ran fair. past it. Well, he slipped. He, he ran, was down on the ground. No, he didn't run past okay, he it. did. It, it dropped right by him. He, and he slipped. And he was
2: in foul territory when yes, he fell. But either but way. there are so many things. And I understand the play was crazy and a lot of things were happening. Big situation. But it's not a hard play to officiate.
1: And also, you how run. is that not... Look, our job, the job of review in every sport is to get the play right. How is that not a reviewable, challengeable play? What are we doing? Like, why even have review? If you, you are in a pennant race... And your umpires don't. Again, we talk way too much impact on the game. You don't know the rule,
2: and you stop. Play. That shouldn't happen at the high school level. No, and the thing is, and then the players got second and third base for free. Now and now the tying runs up. Like what? Correct. No, the tying run was on second base. I mean, tying run and e- winning and, run. And up. the hottest hitter on the Cubs lineup was up. What if Hap hits that homer? And that's how the six, the fifteen game inning streak, winning streak ends. And then God forbid we go on a losing streak or something, right. and you just fucked us out of the postseason. So
1: I, I did not see what was the statement that was released the statement because he yesterday said, when they were asked, they pushed out and did not make a statement.
2: He said some bullshit about how the play was called dead when it shouldn't have been. Yeah, well there's the problem. How how did you call the play? And why? Down? How do you do and then he said Doug's a good umpire. No he's fucking dead. No, not. he's
1: terrible. And he and doesn't just, know the rule.
2: Yeah, I, I don't understand I, I just don't I don't understand how that could even happen. Like, you advance at your own risk. So, what you're telling me is, I, if as a player, I can run to second base, run past the base, tell you I want timeout, and then they can't tag me? Well, no, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, what? What? And you see, and it was so bad that Goldie was yelling at the umpire. Right. You know how bad you have to be right. to get Goldsmith to say one word to him? And you know?
1: also, here's the last thing I'm going to say about this, because we have sort of beaten this horse, but that's because it's a horse that it needs beaten. It could have cost us the game. It needs beaten because, and I hate to say, it, that's a terrible. <laughs> the terrible horse expression, right? The horse does not. You know what I mean. But what I'm saying, it, it, this is something in almost every game, every night, that and and what is being done? That's what I want to know. Rob Manfred, Joe Torre, what are you doing about it to fix the problem? Because it is a problem. It is. We talked about it last time. It's costing people money. It's costing them jobs. It's costing them wins. It could impact pennant races. It can impact contract statuses. What is happening? Also, here's the thing. If you want Mike Schultz to be available 162 games a night, the umpire should be available yeah, hundred and sixty two games. They should be able to say no comment. Nope. There should be a press conference and their asses should be right in front of a table with everybody in there answering every question. Yeah. That should happen every night. And not none of these no comment crap. No. Mike Schultz doesn't get to just say I'm not talking tonight. No. Neither should they. No. Put him out there every night. I want to hear from Joe West. I want to hear from Angel Hernandez. Every goddamn night, because he blows something every time he's somewhere. Mm-hmm. The, these guys have to be removed, and we've talked about. I know, it, it, like you said, or, or Mike said, one of you guys said last week. It may who is there? Nobody qualified down below. Well, let's start. Hey, let's start maybe paying them better, but holding them to a higher standard if that's what yeah. we need to do. And like Mike said, if you don't earn the home plate umpire job, let's get you other. But this goes to second base umpire yesterday. this is embarrassing. And yeah. Schilt, hey, I, I give a lot of credit to him. Because and then him turning to, to Mar and saying you just keep arguing was the best but that that can't happen. No so
2: and you wanna talk about and people I think I am assuming some people listening to this think when we talk about players being their money being impacted, probably think, Well, these players have five hundred at bats, they have Gio's gonna have seventy to eighty appearances this year. Well, oh he's going to arbitration next year. And you know what they do in arbitration? They look at your stats compared to everyone else. And they so look you at every think, single game. Every single one. You don't think that two more earned runs, because that's going to be an earned run. That's not an error. That's an earned run. Two earned runs on you if someone gets a hit. Potentially free, That's a blown a save, and that's one less save that you have. Yep. That's him going to arbitration, not being able to present what actually he earned to the people, and getting potentially up to $500 million less because of it, because he might not compare not to... Not $500
1: 500000
2: or a okay. million. okay. But that's, like, that's potentially – that's a lot of – that's life-changing money for a reliever who hasn't life. signed a contract from Mexico who's over here without any of his family. Like, that is legitimately their life that they're living. Right. And you are impacting that because you're so brain-dead and don't know how to do your job that you call a play dead. when, when a it is, It's a live the play. They advance at their own risk. They were stupid for going. You don't get confused because they went about what happened. No, they went because they were confused. David Ross was probably in the dugout screaming sure, at them. I'm sure that and, he was. And instead you just say, Well, you know what, I'm also confused about what's happening,
1: so you guys are all safe. And then you leave them at, right, and you leave them as said. You leave them yeah, there. Right. Like what? We need to right. move on. Yeah, we go do. on I know, you're right, you're right. And I apologize for that. I just didn't but but it has to be addressed. Because there's a reason we talk about it every week, because it happens every damn day. All I'm saying is
2: the most people, like I said last week, an accountant does that, and an accountant's going to jail. Correct, correct. But these guys, correct. obviously they shouldn't go to jail, but this guy should be, I mean, no, fined or something. something. Like, if you cause people that game, that's, they're in a postseason race right, right now. They're in a 15, they're in a historic run. You, you have the power, this is the last thing I'll say, and we're going to move on. You have the
1: power to throw someone out of a game. Which is ridiculous. Who is going to be fined. Mm-hmm. Who is going? That's money out of their bank account. No matter what you want to say, fifty thousand dollars. But yeah. you can do whatever car blanche to, to screw up constantly, and nothing happens to you. That's not that we're playing on an unlevel playing field right now, and something has to change. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's move
2: on. Okay. Also, I had one more thing. Doug Ed, <laughs> Doug Eddings, the guy that did it, he was the guy that ejected Matt Carpenter for saying one correct, word to him. Correct. So that guy's a fucking idiot. If you're listening, <laughs> Doug Eddings, fuck yourself. I hate yeah. you.
1: There we go. I, I hope he's listening. Um, let's, let's move on to more upbeat, right? Uh, I, I want to, I will eat crow when I need to eat crow. Mm-hmm. I was wrong on so many things. Agreed. As so many of us have, been. that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly admit it because no one's right all the time. me being wrong has been a lot of fun.
2: You also only learn from failure. You don't learn from <laughs> but success.
1: But here's what I will say. Early on and for actually most of the summer, I was beating the drum. Why is Goldie hitting second? Right? No one should hit third. Cap, captain Couch, Coach, here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we went, moved on and on. And I really wanted Tyler O'Neal in the two hole. Right now, moving Tyler to the three slot and leaving Goldie in the two slot has been a massive, massive impact on this offense for both of them. Mm-hmm. I still would love to see Nolan get a little hot. Right now, it would be great seeing him get hot this last week, especially in front he, of the he's home crowd. He still had some huge at He's not hurting us, right? 30, 30, I don't mean that. Games. I would just like to see him get hot. Um, but, but I was wrong. Goldie hitting second right now. Right now, I'm not saying in the future because I don't know if we add, what well, if we add right offensively. And
2: right now, it's all being uh, right. On anyway. So
1: let's not even worry about that. But but I was wrong, and right now this lineup just needs to stay the same. Really really glad to hear that Sosa wasn't hurt as badly as we yeah. thought he was. I, I know that he's still sore, but what Paul again? People turned on Twitter from Mike Schilt. It started with Matt Carpenter. Yeah, right. That was the the whipping boy for forever. And I'm not saying we haven't been critical of, of Matt Carpenter. I feel awful for the guy. He's a Cardinal legend. You and I have talked. I think he's going to the Cardinal Hall of Fame. Oh, he's in. Um, he has been an integral part of this team for eight years, eight, nine years. Uh, I mean, the for years in there. OPS machine, doubles machine, hitting home runs, not playing the greatest defense in the world, but that's okay. But he was whipping boy A, mm-hmm. right? Then it was Mike Schilt was whipping boy B. Jeff and Long. now we've moved on to Paul DeYoung, as whipping boy C yep. and then when he comes out and he has some success no one wants to acknowledge they that they call it devil magic and, and what, we have, right, what we have said is Paul Dion has not had a good year mm-hmm. and it, there has been a, a decline in his performance over the last few years since he had that great, was it 2018? Mm-hmm. 2018. great first half Right, right. there has been a massive decline in his performance but to see him come up big shout out to that guy Illinois State product um, great to see that just to be a part of something when you feel I, I've been there you know, as whether as a young as a younger player moving up at the higher levels or whatever, you feel not part of the team when you're not contributing.
2: Especially when they're on that. And I think we had you can look back at every game, every single this isn't even an exaggeration. Every all twenty six people on the roster had contributed it to some at some degree in a in a win. Like Sosa, I mean the guys on the bench, Rondon, Carpenter, and Newt had all done something. Kisner as well. Um, he was the only one that wasn't they hadn't done one thing. And that's not. I don't want to say that as a mean thing, but there was not one thing you could point back to him doing that helped them win a game through this stretch until this weekend when he helped us win too. And, I mean, just to see him, like, you could tell how much that meant to the people on the dugout that he did that. And him, he was smiling the whole time. Like, it isn't Those they, guys know there was nothing, they've been there. Yeah, and they, and they probably love Paul Devin. Yeah, absolutely. He seems like a great guy. They all have handshakes with him. Yep. And you know how tough it is to struggle. Everyone has struggled when they play baseball. If you don't struggle when you play baseball, your name's probably Mike Trout. But he, I mean, just to be, see him be able to do that, I mean, and they, and they galvanized behind it, I think, because just, it just brought a new life to the team as well. I mean, they were all smiling. It was, it was really cool to see, it, and I'm yeah, happy about him. He's one of my same. favorite players. He has been since he got here. Yeah. And we're going to be critical of him because he's batting under 200 right, and all this right. stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. They, they were almost writing him off even after he did something good that helped us win. It's like the dude, he, first off, he's doing an incredibly hard thing. Like, it's not easy to hit a baseball. It's coming at you 95 miles per hour. And
1: then to go from playing every day to, bang to getting a, a, a pinch hit every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, that's a very difficult <laughs> – we, and we've seen that with Carpenter. Like, that's a tough – like not as only is it a blow to your ego. Yeah. It's a it's – a, I mean, your, your preparation, your planning, everything is screwed up. You get one shot, right? Do not miss the chance to
2: blow. That's bad. Because opportunity comes – and I, I, think everyone. Okay, we're gonna just stop. With that. <laughs> I think everyone knows the feeling of going to the baseball field, and looking at the lineup your coach posted, and not seeing your name in the lineup. There is no worse. I don't care what level you're at. If you are Paul DeYoung, who's been a starting shortstop, an All Star, a Gold Glove finalist, a Silver Slugger candidate, and you show up, and all of a sudden you're never playing. I'm not saying he was a bad teammate because of it, and he was hoping so. failed. Right. But that that's an awful feeling to be to not be the guy anymore, and he hasn't been. So I am really happy for him. I'm glad he was able to do that. A
1: couple things we want to talk about and then we're going to get to a break because we do have uh, D. Pagel joining us on the other side, which we're really, really excited about. Um, for, last thing I want to just say is this has been whatever happens, happens. This has been so much fun. These last two and a half weeks, just waiting and watching how are we going to win today, watching Tyler O'Neill do what he's done, hit, what's he have, 11 home runs in September, yep. um, hit, watching what hit three this weekend that were absolute nukes. Two of them out of Wrigley. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he, he's now second in most home runs in September by a Cardinal. I think McGuire has 12 or 13, and he did that twice. Obviously, we, we know that that's you know McGuire lived at a different Asterisk. level with the home runs. But, but watching that is great. And then to watch Bader become Player of the Week. What was last week? Who was Player of the Week last Tyler week? Tyler O'Neal. O'Neill last week. And like you said and, today, Goldie might be Player of the Month.
2: Yeah, and Tommy Edmund was three weeks That's though. correct. Four weeks so though.
1: this has been, no matter, like I said, whether it ends in a loss on Wednesday next week, or it ends with a World Series title. Which, or not, anywhere in between. We, anywhere in between. This has been incredible, and I, I, obviously we keep joking about it, but it is worth bringing up 18-2 and two since you joined the, the organization.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, it's been – it's, it's I've never seen a run like the, like since 2011, and I don't remember – I was nine years old. I, like, that was a long time ago. But I haven't seen a Cardinal team that I was – I didn't know why I was still watching them at one point. I watched them every night in August, in June and July, when they were terrible. I, won't, I will never forget July 4th. We came back. It was, our, it was my sister's birthday. We came back to watch Alex blow the game in Colorado, and that was kind of it for me. I was like, they're done. I'm going to keep watching, but this team just doesn't have anything. Like, they have nothing to show me to say that they're going to go on a run like they have. So to see them be able to build up momentum and hopefully continue it, I am going to say I want. it would be cool for them to get 22 wins in a row. <laughs> go to the postseason. Please, God, lose before you go to the postseason. <laughs> clinch tomorrow and lose the next day, and then win the rest. Go on a four-game winner after that, but do not bring a 22-game winning streak that has to end at some point into the wild card game. I don't want any part of that. Lose it on Thursday after you clinch on Wednesday. Go get drunk, be hungover the next day, and lose.
1: Okay, I, I like that uh, as well. One last thing I want to talk about with the Cardinals, just really quickly, and then we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna take a break. Wayno, Ueno. Wayno scheduled to go tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You brought this up today that if he pitches tomorrow night, that puts him on eight days, eight rest. days rest. Before seven days rest. Are you worried about that, or, or do we just say we trust Wayno and all of his preparation? He's going to throw his side sessions. My guess is he throws almost a simulated game on on uh, on. Or I guess he wouldn't throw a sim game, but he would. Up it will be an
2: his, intense bullpen. That's what I meant. But, yeah. And I I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, he's earned the right to go out there and try and be the the guy who clinches this for us. At so home. you have to give him that. But on another thought, I don't, there's no right way to do this because of how awkward the days are. You can't have him go out there and throw a, a sim game to batters, whether it's Sosa and guys that are rehabbing or whoever it is. You can't do that because that's still not five days in between. Right. So I don't know what the correct answer is, but I know that Mike Schilt, Mike Maddox and um, Adam Wainwright and Yachty they're know how it out. to do it. Right, right. And I have no and honestly, he needs that probably needs those seven days. He wasn't great. He's thrown a lot. Yeah. And I'm going and I'm just gonna call this now. Knock on I'm not even gonna knock on but I have faith in this. He's throwing a complete game tomorrow. <laughs> he's thrown a complete game tomorrow, tomorrow and he's gonna pitch the last out with a clinch and they're gonna dogpile on the mound. That's my prediction. I, I, predict I also tomorrow.
1: think this is my thing. Wh- what we saw from Dakota Hudson was awesome mm-hmm. Friday night. Pick Jack uh, up big time. Pick too. Jack up, and, and Jack obviously coming back, they knew there was a lot of rest there. But Dakota's, Dakota was great, awesome. and his sinker and everything looked good. It started to flatten out at the end, which we're not surprised by. I think the fact that you've got those two guys sitting there allows you to say, Wayno, get some rest. If, if Wayno's not sharp early, we've got Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty ready to go. Yeah. And I think that makes everybody feel a lot more easy. At ease. At ease. That's what I was – I think that's – That's And the, also
2: give him huge props. The dude – it's been a little bit – I think it's a little bit less than a year since he got the surgery, and he's back already. That's normally a 16-month recovery time for almost everybody that does it. Like Tyler Glasnow said he's not coming back till 2023. Yeah, 2023, and he just got that. So it's going to be a long time for him. For him to work his way back to being on a major league mound right. right now is incredible, and it has to feel great for him to go out there and be successful. And also, Jordan Hicks is recovering right now. Did not have a great outing, but he came away with no arm pain. So if we can get him back... I mean, everything's falling into place right now. And it would if really you, suck if... I, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's... No, we're not going to put that it's out It's hard there. for me to the imagine is real. the fact that this team's going to... They're not going to go down quietly in that wildcard game. It's nope. not going
1: to happen. Nope. I, I am beyond fired up. If For those of you who follow us on Twitter and on Facebook, you see. I am beyond fired up. I'm beyond excited I will say it again, and this is the last thing I'm going to say before we take a break. Um, The last thing I will say is that there is nothing better than being relevant in baseball in September and October. When you are a fan of a certain team, and especially when it's your hometown team, and they are relevant, and they're talking about you on MLB.com, and they're writing blogs about you, and they're talking about you on ESPN, and everywhere you go, people are wearing red because we're back at it. You know, what, what happened with the Blues a couple years ago was incredible. Oh, that was but what I'm there saying. is still nothing better than September and October baseball. And I, I've been saying it, we're hunting red Octobers out here. Well, that's where we're headed right now. And right now, things are on the upswing. And things look really, really strong for a nice little October run. Because this team is, is special right now. And I just don't see that ending, even if they if and when they lose. I don't see that changing the confidence that everything is there and everything sets up for a nice run in October for this Birds team. We need to get to a break really quickly. Before
2: we do that, um, if you guys wanted to know how historic this run is, not just for the Cardinals but for baseball in general, they're the first team in the National League to do this since 1951. You know whose rookie year it was in 1951? It was Willie Mazes, and it was the New York Giants that did it. So the last time this happened, this run, was, not to mention, which it's in September, was when Willie Mays was a rookie for the New York Giants. That's how incredible this run has been for this team.
1: 60 years ago. Yep. 70 years Neither ago. of us were alive. Not good at math. 70 years ago. So, amazing. The 50, 51, oh, 70 years ago. Willie Mays is old, huh? Uh-huh. So, yeah, fantastic. Again, we're going to keep it rolling. Guys, once again, uh, follow us on Twitter at more underscore Noble. Caleb Noble 8 uh, that we, we have some pretty good inf- uh, a lot of interactions with a lot of people from around the country out there. We'd love to have you as a part of it. Please, uh, once again, find us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. But hold on, uh, we have Deep Hagel joining us in the second half. We're going to spend the second half mostly talking about the NFL and the, and the NCAA football. We've got a lot to talk about with him. Really excited about that. Uh, we've got to pay a few bills. We will be back. Hold on through the break. See you in a minute.
0: The more you know, the more you know. the
1: more you know, it's
0: the more you know.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the more you noble sports podcast. Once again, thank you for joining us on this uh, beautiful, beautiful Cardinal winning streak. But we are going to switch gears a little bit here at this point, as we are really, really, really excited to have friend of the show joining us here. Uh, We have a man who is an Ohio State fan and who bleeds scarlet and red unless there is a man from Oklahoma who comes into his house and he plants the O flag right in the middle, right where they dot the I. But then that man becomes a Browns fan or a Browns player and he supersedes the Ohio State fandom that he has. And that man is Baker Mayfield. So we now have a man who is so deep rooted into Cleveland that he is okay. And a fan of the man who stabbed the flag at the 50 of the team that he also loves quite a quandary. We also have a man who cannot stand Ben Simmons. He thinks he's not very good. And also joining us right now is a man who bullied me into making some bets this weekend. He bullied me into losing money on FanDuel and I'm not sure what to think about it. Friend of the show, friend of the family, friend of all of us, especially if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, Deep Hagel.
3: Hey,
0: what's up? Guilty as charged on all that.
1: (laughs) So you've got a guy who who puts the flag, like, put the flag right at the 50, and you probably wanted to throw a punch him.
0: Well, yeah, at the time, you were, of course, angry, but that game was – it wasn't like a – like a last second win. So it was like this slow bleeding death. And then when it all came like to an end, it, you were just already frustrated beyond belief with the whole thing. And um, it was actually payback because we, we played Oklahoma in that, in that two game series. And so the first game was at Oklahoma and Ohio state went up to uh, went out there and, and, and did him in really good, beat him pretty badly. And there was a flag planting, uh, on their field, so this was payback. So, you know, and then know. he
1: joined your beloved dog pound.
0: Yeah, it's all about the laundry, man. I was, I was telling you that Saturday.
1: Yeah, I get all, it.
0: You, once you put on the right laundry, uh, you're an ally. So, so that's how it works.
1: When LeBron left, foe came back. Ally <laughs> leaves again. Foe.
0: Ooh, when he's playing the Cavs, yeah. Just like any other player, you you want the Cavs to win, um, which means that you want the best players in our team to do poorly. But um, not like it was before because uh, he made it right. He came back and, you know, hey, in my lifetime, right, professional sports-wise, that's the only championship I've got. So, no, it's not going to be faux.
1: Okay. Fair. Fair. Not agreed, but fair. <laughs> I think it was a very fair synopsis. Well,
0: there's nothing with LeBron that you would agree on anyway.
1: That is also very. fair. I mean, there's, there's, very yeah, there's a Are bias in there. Come around on Ben Simmons.
0: Listen, I don't hate Ben Simmons. Your, I, 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 like I right. actually should have corrected you on that one. I don't. I don't hate him. Um, this all. This all. It's Caleb's fault. It's not. It is Caleb. It's, it's your not fault. My
2: fault. It's your fault for having awful opinions. I'm. <laughs> that's. I'm oh, not responsible for
0: your opinions. You, Caleb had <laughs> just made a.
2: It's never going
0: to end. He made a contradicting statement about, <laughs> I about no, Cavs'
2: so finish. I hope Obi Toppin is awful this year just because of you. <laughs> I don't even dislike the guy. I have nothing against him or the Cavs. But yeah. now because of this, I hope that I prove myself. Well, Obi
1: right. Toppin? Yeah,
2: because that's what he was mad about. Not uh, Obi Toppin. You, you What's mean his name?
1: the guy from USC? What's his name? Mobley.
2: Moby. Mobley.
1: You just Mobley. Mobley. Sorry. Not Mobley. Wow. Sorry. No. He's easy to forget. Right. Oh, man. Okay. I really cooked up where I did not mean for this to go. Yes, I just want you to come around on Ben Simmons. That's all I'm asking. No,
0: listen, this year, he's going to be such a discount in fantasy, and he's a great fantasy player because he puts up a lot of counting stats. But it was just a – Caleb had made a contradicting statement about fit in today's NBA, and then he turns around and praises Ben Simmons for his play in today's NBA, and, he, and the man doesn't fit at a point guard position. And that's why Philly keeps failing. And this is why they can't trade this man because all these teams have this is not like some new revelation. It's been out there for years about Ben Simmons. And, uh, you know, teams aren't going to use him at point guard, rightfully so, because he can't, because he he doesn't have uh, all of that ability outside that you need.
2: You know what's a contradicting statement? (laughs) You praising LeBron and then shitting on Ben Simmons when he's (laughs) wanted Ben Simmons on his team.
0: For years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people did for a long time early but before. He's been out for, since
2: he's been in the league.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, LeBron and Ben Simmons are very similar. They both came in the league and their biggest question mark was outside shooting. But LeBron improved to, I mean, he's a fantastic outside shooter now. And Ben he's Simmons not, is getting worse. He's,
2: he's not fantastic, but that's okay. Ooh.
0: Ooh. He's not fantastic
2: <laughs> by any
1: metric. Of okay. Okay. I apologize. This is on me.
0: Ding, ding. Let's I, go, baby.
1: This is on me. I think – here's what I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. Last thing. Last thing about Ben Simmons. I Wait. think you two are in agreement in the fact that you both agree he shouldn't be playing point guard in the NBA. No, we're not. I, I, you are because you have said that. You say, you said get him to Golden no, State. No, I said
2: they're using him wrong. Right. I'm not saying he can't be a point guard. I'm not
1: saying he can't either, but I do believe he is used wrong, and I think that is, that is the, the overreaching thing. I think they can't trade him because originally they wanted so much for him that it was absurd. And now everybody knows he wants out. It's almost like the Deshaun Watson thing, that they're going to hold him. I believe they're going to hold him hostage.
2: You know why they can't trade him? Because I just told you why. This would be like me saying, hey, I have this really good – I mean, I have this really shitty drink that tastes bad. Do you want it? (laughs) Because Doc Rivers went out after they lost saying He doesn't think that they could ever win with Ben Simmons at point guard. And then you go out and try to trade him. Well, who's going to want him, you dumbass? And Philip, that's the dumbest sport Caleb, they wouldn't be able to trade him us. even if all of Philadelphia sucks, all of it. Listen, really the, mess too.
0: the amount of analytics that goes on with NBA GMs, uh, they knew this for a long time about Ben Simmons. It didn't take Doc Rivers saying that to all of a sudden make them sour on him.
1: I think you're right. I, I think you're right, but I, I also believe I also last we got to Ben Simmons. We are not well, a Ben not Simmons true. show. He's, it is my fault. He's an
2: All Star. He's been in. He's gotten praise a lot of times he's for a lot of seasons carried them while in beats out every other week. And I don't think there's any GM that wouldn't want Ben Simmons on their team as an asset. Not one. And if you are a GM like that, you're stupid.
0: Well, then there's a lot there, of, stupid there's a lot GM. of
2: accusations right now being called by you. It's not an accusation. That was a statement. If you don't want Ben Simmons on your team and don't think he could help you in many ways to win a basketball game, then you're an idiot.
3: He's better than All every right.
1: player. Right Can here, we move course. on from Ben Simmons? Because I do kind of want to talk about how D bullied me into making bets Saturday night. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yeah. He
1: he has this new ranking, which also is awesome, and I want him to talk about it a little bit. It is very in-depth. And it is very, very awesome. And he got my ear my ears perked up. I was on a little run four and one on Saturday with the with the games. Well, thanks, got dude. Really excited. Went on a parlay and did not do well. And it was because D bullied me into it. This is true. It is not true. I did this on my own. Like This was all me. Like, I was really excited. And the first one hit. We were one for one. The next four did not do so well.
0: Which one was the one that hit?
1: Um, that's a great question, and I don't remember. Because there had been some wine involved in the day and some drinks yeah, that had yeah. happened throughout the day. But whatever it was, the first one hit. And then I'm watching the other four just implode, including my Tar Heels, which you know what? I'm done with them too. I'm done with them. We're going to talk about college football in a little bit. I'm done with them. I'm done with a lot of things in football right now. Um, but I do love your ratings and I do want to talk about those in a little bit, but we also have a lot to get to after the fantasy fall football frenzy that we just came off of having a good weekend on FanDuel. My account is back up. That's good after the 38 cents that it was left with last weekend. Um, (laughs) Also, to be fair, your ratings, D, had us on a heater of a great parlay that somehow Aaron Jones couldn't get two and a half yards.
0: Well, yeah, but that was – yeah, I don't know if – the rating system I have, though, it really doesn't do individual players. But
1: You're supposed to say yes. You're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I will say this, though. This, this It was interesting what you just said about how you're done so early in the year. And th- this is coming from a massive – huge cardinals fan right who by all accounts right throughout the summer had a lot of people quitting on them you know a lot of people around this town saying a lot of things that you know they're not going to admit to right now uh but it's just interesting that that how how early you quit on something but yet say what you mean (laughs)
2: huh he wants you to come Stop after speaking me <laughs>
0: your hands and there's there's no there's no finger pointing going listen all i know is that there's a there's a lot of people in this town that um, we don't live
2: in the same town Well, we do we're right in st. I, louis, I mean st louis. louis
0: i mean the st louis and the surrounding metropolitan area there's a lot of people around here that that and they know who they are deep down inside that quit on this team and didn't learn anything from 2011 this is coming from a non cardinals fan like when you were live for 2011, how you quit on any team uh, or any baseball season as a Cardinals fan is beyond me, because that was the most improbable thing I ever seen happen. In until baseball.
1: 2021,
0: until so what we're seeing apparently. But there's a lot of people out there that are wearing Cardinals gear right now that really have no business wearing them, because they said a lot of things and they quit on on this team really early on, and there was a lot of TVs being turned off and a lot of. Uh, you know, comments being made about, well, this is done and this isn't going to work. And now all of a sudden, those hats are back on, those jerseys back on. And, you know, I don't think they deserve to enjoy this.
1: All right. Can I, I want to add to that before we get into football. There are also, and I've been keeping receipts, right? I know, I know we have had our, our negative moments on here because those as fans, that's what happens. But we still tune in every night. We still root blindly for this team every 162 days in the summer, right? We do that. But there are a lot of people on social media all of a sudden who are Facebooking or tweeting as if they have been on this team all year long. To add to your point, I haven't seen them talk about the Cardinals since opening day. And now all of a sudden they're baseball experts and Cardinal experts. Get out of here. I can't take you seriously. I'm glad you're a fan. We love our fans, but get out of here. You're the problem. Well,
0: yeah. But there's also there are a lot of people though. With that said, there are also a lot of people that never quit on this team too, and Correct. and I'm happy for those people. I really am. I, again, not a Cardinal fan, but you know, these are people that I know. But there there are and, and again, these people know who they are out there. They do, and uh, you know, they if they want to get involved with this uh, playoff run, they they owe some uh, public apologies. I think.
1: I think that's fair. I think it's fair. And I have apologized on here for certain things I might or might not have said in the heat of the moment. I didn't mean them. I regret them. And we've moved on. We've buried the hatchet. <laughs> so with that said, D, let's get to football.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: because I am done with the Tar Heels. I'm going to the ACC. <laughs> right. <the>
0: right. That was a bad so loss. That was.
1: So do you want to start in the NFL or do you want to start in the in, in college football Saturday? Both great days, by the way. Awesome days for football. It was a wonderful weekend. The, the weather was incredible. It was the first real weekend that I thought it felt like football weather. Yeah. And we saw some great stuff on both days. Where would you like to start?
0: Well, look, if, if you think, yes, last Saturday was great, this Saturday.
1: Okay, we're going to get to that. That's in our future.
0: But, yeah, I mean, we'll, why don't we go chronological order, right? Saturdays before Sunday.
1: Let's do that. All right. Just, uh, just going through a little bit with the um, – with the top 25, Friday night Fresno State wins. No one in the world pays attention to Fresno State. They are 4-1 uh, and one out there in the Mountain West. Nobody's paying attention to them. Uh, they were 22nd. I think they moved up, and then we'll get to this week's rankings as well. Look, look, Alabama knows something that everyone else does not know, and it seems like they know what the line is, and they can't flip and cover. 49 and a half, a line that I stayed away from because I don't like that line, but a lot of people said – Oh, it's Alabama playing Southern Miss. They're number one. They're going to roll. They did roll, sixty-three to fourteen, <laughs> by forty-nine. <laughs> and you know why? Because just what happens with Alabama—it's the same thing we talked about this with the Chiefs. Why we don't bet on the Chiefs? A late touchdown for Southern Miss happened, and that's what did it. I, I can't explain what. Well, I can explain the mojo of trying of never betting on Alabama. I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there there was two 49-point lines last week, or last Saturday. It was that one and then the uh, Akron and Ohio State game. And, you know, gun to my head, if I had to pick which one would cover, I would have said Alabama, but it was the opposite. Ohio State Correct. was able to cover over Akron. And, um, yeah, for the record, though, for the record, I had that Alabama-Southern Miss game at 45. So I was able to sneak in with Southern Miss and uh, get that W.
1: This is this is the rankings that you bullied me into
0: that I, yeah that I went below 500 on this week so
1: it was not your fault it was not your fault this was all on me It was <laughs> Sam Howell hey, you can Mac Brown. out of your mouth Anyway just, let's just go through a little bit obviously uh, explain to me I'll let one of you do this how you can have two teams in the same conference pooling from the same pool of players and one team loses 62 to nothing same conference this wasn't Georgia versus FBS. This wasn't our FC. I won double A. I still get those confused. Yeah. This wasn't Georgia against um, Liberty. No, that's not even fair. You freeze, even though he did cost us money on Friday night. But <laughs> it's Vanderbilt. How do you lose sixty-two to nothing in your own conference?
0: Well, <laughs> Georgia's the best team in the country, in my opinion, um, and and Vanderbilt's looking forward to uh, basketball and baseball season.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, that was a fair assessment. Was, I I Do you I, think have, it's I want to see George. You have play to be smart
2: there. to go to Vanderbilt. And football players get in the head so damn much that they just
1: <laughs> shot it we are in a football segment and you legitimately just called football players unintelligent. I did it. I'd like you to take that I did back it. right now. Okay,
2: I consider myself somewhat intelligent. I can't go to Vanderbilt. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's okay. elite of elite. But also that being said, Christian McCaffrey went to Stanford, so that is correct.
0: It's just it's it's things like this that Caleb says that make me feel so much better about my Ben Simmons take.
2: <laughs> I'm just okay. Uh, the correlation is kind of crazy. Hey, to be also let's just keep going
1: here. Okay, Arizona was playing Oregon incredibly well. Yeah, uh, they ended up Oregon pulls away. Oregon third ranked team wins forty one nineteen. But Arizona was doing their damnedest. Uh, they were down twenty four to nineteen going into the fourth quarter and. If it, if it weren't for the fact that Arizona is really, really bad, <laughs> really, really bad. They had a shot to beat Oregon. How crazy would that have been?
0: Yeah, I mean, I did not see that game being close at all. I think Arizona lost to an FCS team earlier in the year.
1: They did. But,
0: you know, Oregon, it, look, it's going to sound sour grapes for me, but they deserve to beat Ohio State. They, they outplayed Ohio State in all, you know, beginning of that game to the very end. Um, Ohio State never really had a shot to win that game. However, in the other games Oregon has played this year, uh, they have not been extremely impressive, at least when you compare they're, – they're getting wins, but, like, when you compare it to what they're supposed to win by, um, they're they're not really, you know, capitalizing on this Ohio State win like a lot of people figured they would have.
1: Yeah, I agree. And Kevin, I've talked about this, and, and I, Kevin, I don't know if you want anything to say here. A lot of people, including myself at times now, uh, do not pay attention to the Pac-12. It's on late. It's on usually an alternate channel quite often, um, one of those CBS or one of those Fox Sports alternates. And uh, I think a lot of people just don't pay attention to the, to the Pac-12. And so you see Oregon beat Ohio State. Oh, no, they're great. Well, give them credit for the win, but I
2: don't know if they're great yet. I mean, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, their goal is to win. That's what they're doing. Correct. So until and they, they did win like, by twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty. That's. Three I think fours. they were twenty-three point favorites. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe have money in the game. I don't know.
1: I think maybe. But
2: um, as long as, I don't know. I mean, Arizona's bad, and they beat, but they beat them. That's pretty handily. Like that's a good win. The, that's not a win. You go and feel like oh, we.
1: No, like it's bad. Win. Arizona's
2: terrible. I know. That's one. 20, that's twenty-two points. Like that's not. That's I, not get
1: bad. It, I get it. I it's
2: get it. It's not what you want, but I mean, it wasn't bad. If they would have lost. There,
1: there were a lot of weird things this weekend, D, and one of the weirdest was Oklahoma beating West Virginia 16-13. to 13. When was the last time you saw a Big 12 game have 29 points?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. I don't know. Back when they were the Big 8, I guess, maybe?
1: <laughs> Big 8 basketball. Girls, women. Oh, No, oh, should... no, no. Not going to alienate well, I'm just said it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. But that was weird. <laughs> Did not mean to go there. Yes, you did. No, Be you with us? I'm here, man. <laughs> did not mean to do that. So let's just move on. Um, His I,
2: opinions don't represent <laughs> the feelings of the rest of the people involved with the podcast.
1: Actually, they really, really do, and I didn't mean it like that. I was it's, just
0: yeah. Let's just go back to football. Yeah. Players are dumb. Right, right. Let's do that. Let's I do say
1: that. that. <laughs> I said they get hit in the head a lot, and therefore it's hard to get into. Them. Um, <laughs> Iowa beats Colorado State. Another, I think, another surprise. Iowa survives. Really. Um, they they hold Colorado State without a point in the second half, but they were trailing fourteen to seven going into halftime. Um, Iowa, who looked really, who's looked really really strong, I, I still don't buy. I still don't buy their offense. They're definitely a defense first team, and then they have great special teams and an incredible punter and Taylor. Uh, they've got a good field goal kicker. I, I, I can they beat an Ohio State deep with yeah. their offense?
0: Yeah, Ohio State. Listen, you got all the talent in the world at Ohio State, and I don't really think it's fair to start to criticize the coach yet, but there's, there's a disconnect somewhere, um, with this talent and the performance on the field. And there are teams in the big 10 this year, uh, Penn state, I'm looking at you, right? Iowa, I'm looking at you, um, Canada's basement, right? I'm looking at you, that you have a chance to really, you know, to knock off Ohio state and to, take that, uh, take that leap into the conference championship game and, you know, win it. I mean, Ohio state's had a stranglehold on it for years and there's, there's definitely a door opened.
1: Much like Clemson in the ACC, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Yes. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah. To walk through that door.
1: I, I, and, and we'll talk a little bit later about Alabama because I am super geeked about the game coming up this weekend. I'm going to have to record that. Because we're going to be gone, but I, uh, that's, there's a lot of things in, in heading that way that I'm really intrigued to see. Um, Penn State takes care of business obviously at home against Villanova nobody really cares about that. I mean you're playing in a, uh, one double a team that's what I'm going to refer to the mats anymore cuz I always forget but um really well, probably the game of the week Arkansas at home against Texas A&M do you want me to do it no do it pig Suey, something like that right they Okay <laughs>
0: they're coming running man my dog had its ears up
1: 20 to 10 at home uh didn't get to really see that game not gonna lie but was following it um via live stuff on on, on Twitter and it seemed like Arkansas Arkansas might be for real dude
0: well yeah I mean they beat am right they beat yep. um help me out here uh Texas Te- uh-huh right and what they not I know you want to talk about next week but they're heading with the showdown with Georgia yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah uh they're definitely for real. And um, it's just another team in that conference to make it fun.
1: Upset of the week, NC State at home beats Clemson. Love to see that. I've, I said it at the beginning of the year. I'm not buying Clemson. I'm just not. There's too many – fat when you lose a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you lose a Travis Etienne, you, you lose those guys. It's just – I know that I know that through the history of college football, they've been replaced. It happens every four, three to four years. But that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to replace. And, hey, shout out to NC State. For for holding home, they're 3-1 in the ACC right now. They're leading the conference. I, hey, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
2: I was under the assumption that they would be fine. Only because Trevor Lawrence was great, but, I mean, there's, there's always before game. him. It was Deshaun Watson. Right. there's always a guy. Like, they, right. like yep. they have guys, and they get the best in the country always. But, yeah, I mean, losing NC State, that's probably going to keep them out of the four for the rest of the year. Oh, game. absolutely. So, they're done. So, like they, that's hard to recover from with the – with the other teams that are going to be in it, like Georgia and, I mean, is Oklahoma still in it? Well, I mean, sure they're, they're
1: they're ranked, what, sixth right now, fifth or sixth right now. So, but no uh, one has a loss to a against fourth. the state.
2: Like, that's not going to – that's not going to – Right. Alabama, they're always in it. Yep. So, there's
1: already two spots probably. Um, D, your Ohio State takes care, of, obviously, business, wins by 52 at, against Akron. Yeah. I mean, LeBron – well, you think LeBron was conflicted that day since he's from Akron, but he's <laughs> an Eastern Ohio State fan? Uh,
0: Probably, yeah. You would have to think so.
1: Isn't his school in Akron?
0: Uh, his, uh, yeah, the school he made. Yeah. Yes. Awesome, it is in Akron, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So he might have been. I wonder if he was on the sidelines for the Akron. I
0: the did not, Akron, not see him. I, I didn't see him there, time time unless time I missed it.
1: Do what, D?
0: I didn't see him there. <laughs> okay. When, it, but you know, I could have missed it because uh, I got home kind of late and was trying to I watch think it. I was at
1: the Rams game yesterday.
0: There was a lot of people at the Rams game yesterday. There were a
1: lot of people at the Rams yes, game. Twenty-seven favorite sports teams. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. The Yankees, evidently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. into that. I don't want to get into that with the. Well, it's you know,
0: he, he's cleared this up. Recent, I mean, it's been like ten years, and he's kind of cleared all this up. But I know you guys like to have fun, though. <laughs> I
2: thought he was a Cowboys fan. I was at the Rams
3: fan. The mean, guy there,
0: guy? Kid, there was a time. There was a time I was pestering your dad to send me a map every year, <laughs> marking the, the teams he was going to root for that year, just oh, so okay. I could keep Aubrey, track.
1: Right. Just because there are ones I enjoy watching doesn't mean I bleed that
2: way. <laughs> but, but
0: you can't, there. but LeBron can't do that, is what you're saying.
2: That's fair. I mean, he's okay. fair. Okay. I mean, he's from that's Cleveland. Now he's rooting from Akron. He should be a Zips fan. Not rooting for the um, the Browns, but instead going to America's team.
0: Well, no, he, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like 10 years ago, he's changed all this.
1: So he's now an Indians or Guardians fan?
0: He's all Cleveland. Okay. He, he is. Yeah, and he's all he's been Ohio State for I mean he, he's been giving stuff to this uh, the Ohio State basketball team for for years. Um, I think
2: it might be because he felt bad about his
1: HBO document. Isn't it illegal for him to give stuff to the
0: Yeah, he's, get, he's getting around it somehow for sure. But I know they gotta it's, be, oh, it's Ohio State. Oh yeah. no, Beckham was just hanging out yeah. Yeah. We,
1: we know Ohio what State happens State. at Ohio State. So. Well, you gotta keep
0: up with Kentucky, you right. know.
1: Right. That's, fair. That's fair. Um look in the game, Florida demolishes Tennessee. One day, hey, maybe they get Arch Manning. Maybe Arch goes to Tennessee and turns that program around. I just feel like Tennessee should be good every single year, and they aren't. Uh, Florida looks good again, uh, uh, went 38-14. The game that we all questioned, what in the world is, is Vegas doing, was Notre Dame an underdog against Wisconsin, Yeah, which made no sense. Notre Dame the higher seed. They were 12, Wisconsin was 18, and they just destroyed them, 41-13. to 13. Obviously, Notre Dame scores 31 points in the fourth quarter. Um, that just sealed it. But that was crazy,
3: D.
0: Yeah, and I mean, again, I know Godar was all over that one, and uh, it didn't really take a bunch of arm twisting to get him. You um, to get you guys on board? Correct. Um, I again, I don't. Yeah, you said it perfect. I don't understand how that line was the way it was. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I think Wisconsin is also favored this week, and I can't figure that out. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah that
1: offense is not good. No. Not good at all. Um, was Was Iowa State the most overrated team coming into the season? Iowa State? Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Because they um, lose again to Baylor.
0: I've actually had Clemson fall more than Iowa State, to be honest with you.
1: Makes sense. Um, but Iowa it, State loses against Iowa. Who, Iowa, again, a really strong team. But to lose in Baylor, 31, obviously 31-29, but still, that just shouldn't happen.
0: Terrible loss, yeah. That, that's a terrible loss for them.
1: This basketball, like right, Football, you should have right. faced Baylor if you're supposed to be good. Uh, BYU, BYU only wins by a touchdown after a really good win against Utah. Uh, South Florida goes into BYU. Really odd that South Florida flying out to Utah to play uh, gives them a lot of fits. Coastal Carolina might be the team that nobody's talking about right now. They're undefeated. They win fifty-three to three. Obviously, it's UMass. That's a D one AA team. But no, they UMass is
0: a UMass is FBS.
1: Oh, they're up there. OK. My yeah. apologies. I thought they were yeah. still at the lower levels. They used to be. OK. But still, Coastal Carolina, I, I mean, good. yeah, a good score. they're
0: having a, they're having one of those great seasons and they keep just uh, outperforming what they're supposed to be doing, what Vegas is saying they're supposed to be doing. And they just keep creeping up, creeping up, creeping up.
1: Very reminiscent of uh, Central Florida team a few years ago. Yes.
0: Which means they'll never get a shot to do anything.
1: Right. Right. Because, I mean, they've got them ranked already. at so low. It's going to be hard. Like Cincinnati was high and then Cincinnati loses. Um, they had they might have had an outside shot. I don't know the Coastal Carolina. Obviously, when we get to 12, they would have a shot. But right now, I don't know if they can get into that. Michigan, your boys up there, as you call them, Canada's basement. Uh, they beat Rutgers 20 to 13 Rutgers. That program has really turned around their football program uh, and their basketball program, to be fair yeah um, they, they, they have a, a young ad there i believe who is doing a really solid job their baseball team's not bad um I, I i'm not a rutgers fan i don't pay a lot of attention to them i do despise michigan but as i wore my shirt this weekend that said muck Michigan," but yes it did you know hey they, michigan gets to win but it wasn't easy
0: no and i don't think they expected it to be easy um but man they look good they, they look so good and it I'm I'm always kind of side eyeing them throughout the season because you know the being an Ohio State fan, that game means so much at the end. But um God, it's the the rivalry's been so one-sided this year, and at least now, as we stand here, like late September, uh, there's a there's a really good shot that that Ohio State loses this game uh, unless things drastically turn around by November.
1: I, I'm still gonna put my my uh, eggs in the basket that is the the scarlet and red. Well, definitely I will,
0: but it's never –
1: I've
0: never had doubt creep in my mind the past five years like it's starting to creep into right now.
1: Big Ten is really good as Michigan State beats a a Nebraska team that somehow Illinois beat. Illinois has mismanaged two games. Illinois Illinois can have three wins right now. Should have beat Maryland. Should have beat Purdue this weekend. They can't manage the game at the end. Very a la the L.A. Chargers last last year. Um, Sparty beats Nebraska by three. Uh, Sparty undefeated, also another undefeated Big Ten team.
0: Everybody was dogging on them at the beginning of the year, saying that they were going to finish last in their division or near last. They were putting so many teams ahead of them, and they are just a you know hard hat, lunch pail kind of football team, and you can never count them out. They're just always so annoying to play uh, when you're not on their side, and. Um, yeah, I mean they're having a, a surprisingly really good start to the year.
1: Yeah, it's, it makes it fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, from a guy who's an Illinois, probably future alum there across from me, can we get this Illinois back on the right track, please? I thought totally we lost to San Antonio. I lost hope. Totally. Well, Sam's, actually, UTSA's pretty good. They are. They're, they're better. They're better than Maryland or I, I, or I, Purdue. I,
2: I understand that, but if you're the biggest. You're the biggest school in your state. I agree. And you're losing to a school that's named after a city. It shouldn't happen. <laughs> just shouldn't happen. like, And not to mention, they're two hours away from Chicago. Have
1: you contacted Brett Bielema and let him know about the success you're having with the Cardinals? I haven't. I think you need to. I think
2: we're going to wait for next year. I think this year maybe is a lot. Yeah, but I'm,
1: I'm saying for next year, you on campus, I'm thinking you need to get a hold of him and and uh, Underwood and let them know you're, you're coming up probably at the semester. I bet they have a place for you somewhere.
2: I'll, I'll see what I can do, I guess. Okay,
1: I think that's a smart Maybe move. they
2: won't like that I'm a Cardinal. No, I don't
1: think they'll care. Okay, uh, Illinois. We have Illinois night at the at the ballpark.
2: That's true. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: Um, the one game we're just going to skip over because I don't have an explanation for it. Carolina's a twenty three point favorite. They lose by twenty three. <laughs> I've got nothing to say to Sam Howell. He was my Heisman Award winner at the beginning of the year. I I, I came on the show. I said North Carolina's going to win the ACC. Um, they gave up forty five points to a team that like limits possessions in Georgia Tech. I got nothing to say, D. You bullied me into this pick. Yeah, and I don't even have any words.
0: Hey, it's that's the beauty. That's why we love college football. But yeah, I mouth dropped open when you sent me that text when I got home about how they were getting run. Um, Never would have guessed it. You know, I'm I'm actually glad that I don't have a ton of money to spend because (laughs) I I would have lost so much more on that game.
1: They gave up 32 points to Georgia Tech in the second half. That can't happen. Mac Brown, that can't happen. I know you lost a lot of players in the NFL and to graduation. We brought some transfer guys in. That can't happen. That just can't happen. No. Uh, Auburn. Auburn almost an upset. They end up surviving against Georgia State. They were down 24-6 to at half and 24-13 to after three. They get it in gear. They're 3-1 and one, uh, in the SEC. But Georgia State, shout out to those guys for going into Auburn and giving them everything they wanted.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, another surprising result. I know Auburn escapes, but you know the optics of that is not good. And uh, you know, I <clears throat> out of 130 teams, I had Georgia State. You know, in, in the hundred something, so that should never have happened. Not even came even close to that.
1: Crazy. That I mean, that's what made, again. It's why college football is one of my favorite sports it's to watch. I love, I love, and that's where this at Auburn. If that gives to Georgia State, it makes a little more sense. Like Georgia Tech at home. Still, I don't think anybody was betting on Georgia Tech. No, But uh, actually, that's probably wrong. At 23, probably people were. But, you know, that's what makes it so great. UCLA goes into Stanford and wins. Um, they're 3-1 and one right now, including a great win against LSU. They get Stanford on the road. I think that's a good win. Oklahoma State beats K-State. Oklahoma State 4-0 in the, in the Big 12. K-State was 3-0 and coming in. That was a, a meeting of the undefeated, and, and K-State was actually ranked in that game. Oklahoma State gets the win at home. Uh, they did not score in the second half and still won. When when does that happen? Yeah,
0: yeah, not often. But real quick, going back to that UCLA result. Yeah. I mean, they potentially, I know you mentioned how no one watches the Pac-12, but potentially this Saturday, it, it you're looking at the game of the week, and there's a lot of great games this weekend. But potentially the game of the week, UCLA and Arizona State, I mean, the two class teams, the Pac-12, and they're about to go head to head, it's it's going to be one to stay up for.
1: All right. That's good to know. I, I really appreciate that. Here's back when uh, before, pre-twins, PT, pre-Caleb and Hannah, uh, when my wife and I, when Emma was little, uh, my wife worked at Casa Gallardo with your wife.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And, you know, she would work every Saturday night. So Emma and I would hang out all night Saturday. We'd go to Walmart. I'd let her eat like six tacos when she was like two or three. Really <laughs> great parenting skills here. Um, doing all, you know, whatever we'd go, we'd go do something, but she would always obviously fall asleep early. So I watched like every PAC 12 game mm-hmm. for like three years when she was little and cause Amy was working and I, I fell in love with PAC 12 football because it was exciting, um, really cool fans, like great fandom, beautiful stadiums. And then, you know, as the kids get older and things get busier, you lose track of all that. But for those of you out there who have time, pay attention to the PAC 12. It is some fun. It's fun basketball. Plus, you have Bill Walton doing the games, which makes everything better. Baseball is incredible. It's one of those conferences that everybody forgets about, but really, really, some of the best athletes in all three leagues have come out of the Pac-12.
0: Yeah, no doubt. It it just gets really annoying though when you're watching a game, you know UCLA, USC in December, and everybody's in shorts and t-shirts. It just
1: <laughs> it is, it is. I agree with that. But I mean, back in the day when you had those Reggie Bush teams, that was some of the most fun college football I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, that Mike Williams on the outside, you had Matt Leiner, you had all those guys. Carson Palmer was there. Um, I mean, there were some great teams. Oregon obviously went to the Rose Bowl a few times. Um, If if you're up late and you want something to watch, watch Pac-12 football. It, It is one of those things I think a lot of us just don't pay attention to here in the Midwest. Um, but it, there's some great athletes yeah, out there. Especially in man. the
2: East. Like in the what? East, that, they're three right. hours ahead of them. Yeah, That's almost impossible. To All happen. right,
1: dude, let's really quickly, let's look at this weekend a little bit. All right. And uh, I'd love to hear some of your takes on some of these. Friday night, we're just going to kind of go through the, the top 25. You cool with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Instead of going through, obviously, every game, like, <laughs> that would, that would even bore me. So, um <laughs> Iowa, we got Friday night, two teams, two pop top 15 teams play um iowa at maryland obviously maryland i mean there's a a, two of uh, loa yeah uh, who is brothers there i I mean i don't think i'm obviously i think maryland will be fired up friday night lights that's going to be really really cool um but i I gotta think iowa goes into maryland takes care of business
0: they should by at least double digits and and another surprise is happening but uh yeah uh you know Who knows what can happen? Like you said, the Friday night emotions, but Iowa should roll for sure.
1: does seem like Utah State has played spoiler quite a bit in football in the past and BYU. Ranked number 13, which I think is awesome. I always love when those teams, the Mountain West teams, are good. They go into Utah State. That's a late game Friday night. Um, That's going to be an interesting – you know what's funny to me? This is hilarious. When when you get on the website just to kind of look at the games on ESPN, it tells you where you can buy tickets from. If you want tickets for Iowa-Maryland, you can get them for 23 bucks. Pretty good deal. <laughs> if you want BYU Utah State t- tickets, they start at 180 bucks. Ooh. So oh, Man man.
0: So I think I'd rather see the first Chicago, one. I
1: mean, you've got BYU in Utah at Utah State. That's an interstate rivalry. I mean, I get it, but that's wild, right? <laughs> that's all Utah has sports wise in right. the come back. Right. So, that's probably the game of the year for them no I
0: it. mean, th- these tickets have to be next to like Carl Malone or something.
1: I don't know that you want to sit there. No, especially if you're a girl. Don't say it. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It was already. It was already on the. Especially if you're 14.
0: You know, I I do have BYU heavily overrated in. You know, I I have them ranked 45th out of 130. So wow. Now I still have them favored or you know projected to win this game by 13 points because Utah State I have them at 99. I'm not as gung ho on this game as a top 25 ranking might lead you to believe.
1: What what did BYU do? BYU do to hurt you?
0: Ooh, I have to go back and ooh, I don't have that don't in front of me.
1: Was it Taysom or was it Jim McMahon?
0: <laughs> oh, you mean like personally, not like this yeah. year? Nothing. Is it a Nothing. Thing? That's that's one of the things about this. This is all completely uh, objective to keep all my bad opinions and emotions out of it.
1: <laughs> I like BYU. I watched him play that against Utah, and the man, oh man, the. Uh, the whole stadium was rocking at BYU. It was pretty awesome to watch. Again, I have no big long history knowing about BYU I love their colors and I love their helmets. D we talked about this the other day. white helmets are awesome. White helmets are awesome. BYU's got those rocking that's I, I'm kind of I might record that game and watch it. We'll be camping. That's a whole nother issue that we're going to talk about <laughs> later in the week but we will be talking about that. okay, let's get to Saturday. Uh, We've got some great matchups. Michigan at Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin, well, dropped from what they were 18th this week, and they're not ranked now, obviously, after getting absolutely their ass handed to them by the Fighting Irish. Um, Again, this is one of the – right when you say Michigan is playing well, this is one of those games that they end up in Camp Randall and everybody's jumping around in the fourth quarter, and the next thing you know – Wisconsin and their white helmets walk out with a W.
0: You're right, and this is one of those games that Harbaugh needs to really win. Uh, it's not just Ohio State; I mean he he's been falling behind a lot of these schools, and but I just I, I'm I am floored today when I look at the line and Wisconsin as a early one point favorite.
1: I'm gonna hop on that was, because even though I just said that they're gonna win, I really don't believe that.
0: I mean, you know, and
1: if they—that is why it's 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 Harbaugh at Camp Randall, it's Wisconsin. They always seem to pull something out when they shouldn't, and I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but they also have some serious juju in that in that Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think this line is a lot of it based on you know past five years about what you said about how Wisconsin's had the ability to step up in games like this and uh Harbaugh's team has had problems you know sinking in games like this but if you just go based on this year what they've done this year this shouldn't be really that close
1: right right um yeah that that line that's that's a wild line i might hop on that a little bit um godar did tell us we'll get actually we'll get to that we'll get to that here in a minute um wake forest louisville Caleb. brought we talked about wake forest earlier with the acc who are we with talking with acc with uh mike with yeah, mike. with godar earlier in the year and uh you know, Wake Forest is one of those sneaky teams, ranked 24th. Uh, this also feels like a game that Louisville might go in there and beat them. Although Lu- cause Louisville can't stop anybody; they can score, they can't stop anybody. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's amazing. <laughs> they it, they should be in the it's Big Twelve. Always been, I feel Yeah.
2: Like, like ever so, like especially when they have Lamar Jackson, you'd be like the game would be 55 to 45. That's what it
1: feels like. like this have- one.
2: To, um, touchdown
1: I'm intrigued that. to see. And I don't know if you have FanDuel right in front of me. If you don't, don't stress about it. I'm intrigued to see what the over is in that Wake Forest Louisville game.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't have it. Um, I'll check that out. I'll okay. check that out in a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, look, Wake Forest, They this is one of those teams. They've been building something here for a while, for a few years, very slowly. Yep. But they, I mean, I've got them ranked 23rd. Uh, they, they're cracking the top 25 nationally. I mean, they're for real. They're absolutely for real.
1: Yeah, and you know they they just kept making bowl games, and then they get a little better bowl game. You know, six and six, seven and five, eight and four, and here they are uh, at number twenty four. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, Coastal Carolina gets UL, U, uh, Louisiana Monroe. The what we learned that they were the Warhawks.
0: Oh yeah, well I, I forgot already. It
1: is. It's the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Coastal Carolina ranks sixteenth. I don't know what they have to do to get love to move up, other than everybody in front of them losing.
0: Yeah, I got him ranked 26. Uh, I got him as a 29 point winner in this game. Um, I think though that's that's lower though. I think the actual spread is 33. So I don't know I, whatever for whatever that means. But yeah, Coaster Carolina's. We talked about them earlier. They're having a great year, uh, but they do need a lot of help up front uh, for ahead of them for teams to lose.
1: Just to, just to give a little bit more insight, and, and I'm not a gambling like that's why we have you and Mike on here to talk about the gambling part. But just so we know, just the over under for Wake Forest. Louisville is 61. I did take the Wake Forest UCF 66 and a half last weekend, two weekends ago, easily took the over 61 and a half. Wake has scored 42, 41, 35, 37. And I'm telling you, Louisville can't stop anybody, but they can score. That to me sounds like easy money at 61 and a half.
0: Sure does. Sure so, does. I guess you just gotta watch ball. just watch weather. <laughs>
1: That's true. Wake Forest, as long as there's no hurricane. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like as long as there's no hurricane, I think we're all right. Um, Oregon, number three at Stanford. I, I, I mean, again, Stanford always plays well at home. They did lose to UCLA at home this weekend. I, I'm not. I'm just not buying into Stanford. Uh, I think that's an Oregon. I think Oregon stays at number three. I don't see them losing. Yeah, You got anything different there?
0: No, I, I agree. And the line is a whole lot smaller this week as compared to Arizona. I think it's around – um, seven or so, or nine. So it's gotcha. a whole lot easier to bet Oregon this weekend yeah. than it was last weekend.
1: Yeah, probably a lot of people got scared by Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> joke. no joke. Still there. Uh, Oklahoma gets K-State. We just saw K-State was undefeated. Hey, I, I, again, it's another one of those. Oklahoma is good. I think they're overrated at number six. I Again, it's Oklahoma. I understand all of that. I, I think this is going to be a really good game, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it because I really don't I don't prognosticate that often. But I would not be shocked if K State at home beats Oklahoma this weekend.
0: I wouldn't be either. Uh, the spread is a whole lot bigger than what you know how these two teams stack up against each other. So this is one to definitely take a look at as the week goes on and where that line sits.
1: Absolutely. Uh, your Ohio State Buckeyes get Rutgers. Um, again I, I, shout out to Rutgers I, I don't think they hang with Ohio State I think that's again it could be close in the first half and then you just see the the athletes of Ohio State pull away but I know there is like I know that not a lot of people reading some of the boards aren't super happy with Ohio State right now but I still I still believe in in that that they're gonna get that win
0: they should and if they don't it's it's gonna go from uh, kind of head scratching and a little bit nervous to like really really bad so <laughs>
1: Uh, just a few more uh, the ranked teams, um, and then we'll get to the big three, the big three games this weekend. Uh, Florida goes into Kentucky. I always – that's always – Kentucky always plays well at home. I don't know what to make of Florida. They Their quarterback is an absolute beast and a stud. They have they have speed all up and down that team. Um, I, hey, shout out to Kentucky for always playing well. I don't know that they stopped Florida this weekend. I don't know I, they have a chance. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. I – Push comes to shove. I like Kentucky and the points.
1: What what are the points?
0: Um, I think they are eight. Okay, I believe uh,
1: that could be a good game.
0: Yeah, I mean Kentucky's kind of held held its own for. I mean, I, mean, I got Florida ranked tenth and Kentucky ranked thirty fifth, and um, I, I don't think Kentucky gets the kind of respect that their team deserves. But they
1: never have. They ne- they've always been the basketball program. Right. They've had some pretty good football players and, and some fo- teams, especially recently at kentucky uh nc state uh 23rd after their win against clemson they get uh louisiana tech this weekend let's just move on past that one because i really don't care about that one. Oh uh m drops from 7 to 15 they have mississippi state uh we saw lsu beat mississippi state this weekend even though Dak was you know cutting promos for him and everything else which was really cool I, I mississippi state just doesn't seem like they can do much of anything really really well
0: yeah it's true i mean they did keep the lsu game close though they did. Um,
1: LSU's not very good. No.
0: Yeah. And a and you imagine, is going to be uh, not in the best of moods um, after losing to Arkansas. So I don't know. I could see this game either like, you know, A&M deflating and this game is really, really closer than it should be or even the other way around. Or I can see it. A&M just absolutely stomping them.
1: Right. Right. Uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by Penn State, Indiana. Indiana with a good win against Cincinnati. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think about that.
0: Well, I I don't know how much people remember last year when Indiana won this game uh, in overtime and it was a really questionable call at the goal line. And uh, a lot of Penn State fans and players and coaches were, you know, still to this day saying that that game was not – did not end the way it should have. Indiana came in with, like, the biggest maybe, you know, just – Hyped up up from the media, maybe of any Big Ten team ever, not named Ohio State. And uh, they have completely just dropped off. I think they beat Western Kentucky last week by only two points. They did. And uh, Penn State is absolutely rolling. I know maybe the win against Auburn that they had might not be as shiny anymore with Auburn looking like they did against uh, Georgia State. But, man, Penn State is going to be out for blood in this game. That's uh, That's
1: going to be a fun one. Uh, I I think that – I bet there's a whiteout at Penn State this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think the game's at 630.
0: I don't know. I don't know if if it'll be dark enough to do that. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. They'll they'll be fired up.
1: Western Kentucky, we just talked about goes to Michigan State. Sparty, I see Sparty getting a win there. Uh, Look, Clemson, it's been a long time since we've seen Clemson at number 25 in the country, almost unranked. Boston College, who – hey, Won me a little money this weekend by beating Missouri. That's what you get, Missouri, for running your mouth about not wanting to go play Boston College. Um, you, you deserve that loss. That's without Boston College's stud quarterback. Um, I'm intrigued to see if he's back this weekend. I have not heard. I don't know if he is or not. Clemson's going to have their hands full of Boston College, I think. I, I could be wrong. Maybe they come out pissed off and they run it up. I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of Clemson right now. I don't know that Dabo knows what to make of Clemson right now. Uh, that's a game that I would completely stay away from. 100% as far as Vegas goes.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I, I agree on the money side, but I just – I don't know. I think Clemson's a sinking ship, but I don't think they, they fix it.
1: Yeah, I, I that, you could be right. I, just, I You never know. You never know. I
2: wouldn't count that. Before. That's the thing.
1: That's the thing. But, you know, sometimes we don't count them out until they're completely out and you see it coming. Um, UCLA ranked 20. We talked about that earlier. Oh, Arizona State, that's going to be a really good game. That's a late night game on Fox Sports One. For those of you who want to tune in, uh, I think that's going to be a dandy. UCLA at number twenty, Arizona State probably right outside the top twenty-five.
0: Yeah, I don't see how that. You said Arizona State's not ranked. They are not. Yeah, I, that that's a crying shame. I have in the top fifteen. This team is is legit. They're real. Um, I know Oregon's kind of taking the lead of the Pac-12, but these two teams. I mean, they're playing for you know. Definitely, who's going to be in control of that that league.
1: Right. Um, Auburn goes to LSU. So, Auburn off the scare, LSU off a win. I just don't know what to make. I I love LSU. I don't know what to make of Coach O right now. I I don't understand. I know they're young. They are like the youngest, one of the youngest teams in the Power Five uh, right now. Uh, They have a ton of talent. Obviously, you got Brad Johnson's kid playing quarterback. He looks like he's going to be really, really good. He still has some trouble making decisions. Seems like their line can't run block at all. Outside of sing, uh, Singletary, what is Devin Stingley? What is his name? The, the stud Stingley? You're not helping me here. The stud defensive back, yeah. right? We know him. He's a stud. Yeah. He's back there. Outside that, I does not seem like their defense wants to stop anybody. But uh, Butte is a stud wide receiver. Yeah. Um, they've got players. They're just so young. I, I don't. I, that's another team I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. When it comes to gambling, and anything, but but as a fan, I want to see them beat Auburn at home.
2: Yeah, that's also what happens when you have that magical run they had two years ago,
1: and all of their players
2: left to the draft. <laughs> right, and all of them are gone. There's yeah. not barely anybody left. From
1: that. That's going to be one of those fun night SEC games. Yeah,
2: and the hatred between the two Tigers, like yeah, it's yeah. And I really hope Auburn loses.
1: Me too. Me too. So that's the train I'm on. I don't. I'm, I don't
2: bet, but
1: LSU unranked. Very Auburn. odd to see LSU unranked.
2: Well, it wasn't that odd until Joe Burrow came, to be honest. They <laughs> no, were, they were great for a while. They, they just over, never got were, over the hump. They were never, they were never done the ever upper echelon
1: like over that year. Trap game of the week, Fresno State. How Imagine being the coach of Fresno State, and, hey, guys, we got a big game this week. Oh, yeah, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> like, how do you keep 19-year-olds, like, under wraps we'll going to now. going to Hawaii?
0: No. Yeah, I don't – you can't. I mean, I <laughs> oh, that's it's but that's part of the deal of when you go to these schools. They they use it for recruiting. I'm sure, is I that they have to. you know in the middle of the year you get a trip to Hawaii. You know, it's to play a football game, but you still get to go. So if you're recruiting that way, when you go, you can't you know not let them do a thing.
1: Wild, great weekend coming up. Let's get to the ranked or the 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 two top twenty five teams playing each other. We got a few games there. Um, we start with with Baylor, who moves up to twenty one with their win. And I see them back in the 20 top 25 obviously Matt rule was there had a really really strong program Then he he left for the NFL um they play Oklahoma at Oklahoma State who just came off the win against k State uh I'm intri- I'm intrigued by that game a lot simply because I love I'm one of the rarities I think I love big 12 football which made that 16-13 game weird this could be a shootout
0: yeah you are a unicorn loving big 12 football <laughs> I know that is that is. Like fair sure.
1: I go back Side to back. the Eli Man or the not the I'm sorry, I apologize. The Baker and the the wow. Mahomes games and all you know, just the shootouts in the Big Twelve are always fun. It's
0: entertaining. <laughs> the the eight hour marathons.
1: Correct. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. It's just mindless entertainment. It really is. Today. It really is.
0: Yeah, I mean I got you know, Oklahoma State, I, I don't know, I'm not as high on barely as as the rest of the country is. Um and Oklahoma State, I got barely in my top twenty-five. Um, so, you know, I, I, that's one of the lower games for me, but yes, it should be fun because these two teams are having a good year.
1: Um, and also I might, hold on, let me check something here really quickly. I apologize for this. Had a mess. up. I apologize to Cincinnati Bearcats who I said, Indiana beat that is wrong. I do apologize for that. I forgot that Cincinnati did win that game. So if if you are a Hoosiers fan out there, yeah, uh, don't correct me. If you're a Bearcats fan out there, I do apologize.
0: Have they I, surrounded I, your house? Do what? Do pitch for are they outside your home? It
1: might be. There are a lot of Bearcats fans. I mean,
0: all Bearcats all three, all three Bearcats, Bearcats fans. Ohio State of the South.
1: Correct, correct. Uh Cincinnati seven gets Notre Dame number nine. Two top ten teams. That's pretty awesome game. I, I am not a Notre, not a Notre Dame fan at all. Never have been my entire life. I am rooting the hell out, especially since I just pissed off entire Bearcat Nation. I'm rooting for Cincinnati big time in this game.
0: This is another game like that uh, Wisconsin game where I don't understand the spread on this one um, because I think Cincinnati is favored going into Notre Dame. And um, I know Notre Dame, I mean, I know Cincinnati's been having a great year. Um, I can't say anything bad about their head coach, who's a former Ohio State player and coach. But, um, man. Is it
1: Fickle?
0: Fickle, yeah. Yeah. Luke, Yeah and i don't understand how you go into notre dame right now uh after they're coming back from chicago and that you know how are you a favorite in that game but uh it it that'll be one to watch absolutely
1: yeah um let's get into the two huge absolutely huge sec games arkansas goes to georgia georgia um arkansas right now our are, are georgia's an 18 and a half point favorite
0: i like i like it and more uh i georgia is my is my top ranked team in the country i know arkansas has had a couple of big wins but you know i georgia georgia's going to win by three touchdowns
1: okay you heard it here first you heard it here first i can't wait to see what mike says i hope you guys are on the same page mm-hmm. i hope you're on the same page that might not be one of his games this week either um he'll be on later in the week with us so i yeah i that's gonna be a fun game i i'm not as optimistic on that as you but i, I just because I think Arkansas has the whole package. I think they can play defense. I think they can score. I'm just intrigued to see where that game goes because I don't know that we know enough about either one of those two teams yet Uh, since we've seen Clemson really, really fall, and that was Georgia's obviously big win. I'm intrigued to see what happens in that game. And then the one that I can't wait for, Ole Miss, number 12 at Alabama. Obviously, look, Mike Godar came on here, and he said if it's in the 70s, book it, (laughs) right, for the over-under. I got yeah. it at 77 and a half on Sunday night. It's already up to 80.
0: Well, he said the same thing right about Texas, Texas Tech. He did. And what did that game ended up being total like 105? Yes. In actuality, I mean, yeah, he he has he's done his homework and this he it sounded like he was really excited to say this. He was. Uh, even before, you know, last week was even finished. And so you know this is one of those things that he has circled on there. so I mean everybody should go in on the over on that game and and trust him because he really came through last week.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've already booked I'm already I'm I've already made my bet and like I said it's going up since then.
0: All yeah. 38 we'll cents you should put you should put in there. Do what? All 38 cents you got left.
1: No, it's up now I had a good weekend. Well there <laughs> I got, cents. If I wouldn't have got bullied into a couple of other bets I would have had even more. That's your fault for being a freshman. So you get so really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's look, look. Anyway, those of you out there, spend some time this Saturday watching college football. There are some, as we just went through, some incredible games. Awesome. And it's early this week five. So um, that things that could really, really, really shake up Let, football. Let's season. say this
0: too, right? Uh, this is the first week, right, where you have all FBS teams playing all FBS teams.
1: That is correct.
0: There's no one playing FCS. This is the way it should be. This is fantastic.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, you want to spend a little time, a uh, little bit of time. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but you want to spend the next 15 minutes or so on the NFL?
0: Yeah, we could wake up the listeners and they could uh, hear some NFL here.
1: No, I think they're fired up. Look, our listeners love college football, and what we just gave them was some good stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm ready, man. I, I'll, I'll talk about it all night long.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's go through, let's go through the slate. I, I, there's some of these games I really don't have much to say. If you guys have something you really, really want to get in with these games, Let's go ahead and talk about him. Um, Thursday night we kick off. Obviously, unfortunately, we see McCaffrey get hurt. Yeah. That sucks. I love to watch that dude play football. I told, I,
2: I told you before the year that I was worried about his legs. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a reoccurring thing for him. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, hamstring. We don't know how long. I ha- I haven't heard. Do you, have you heard how long he might be it's out? I, I heard more. That,
0: you know, it's multiple weeks. That's about yeah. what I heard. But like, has when was has he played a full season healthy?
1: I don't. He did in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. He had one of
2: the most insane seasons I've seen. Season.
1: Uh, Chuba Hubbard from OK State came in. I think he'll be okay. He's obviously not Christian McCaffrey. Look, I said it before the season started. I I, I don't want to be the I told you so guy because I'm not. Like, I'm not going to do that. But I thought that Sam Darnold could play well. He's played really well for, for Carolina. And it's because he doesn't have Adam Gates. Yeah, but
2: you're talking about that. I mean, I don't think it's Adam Gates. I think it's just the Jets. Because that team is fucking <laughs> terrible. So, they are bad at the sport of football. They really are. But it was good to see Darnold play well. Um
1: Twenty-three or thirty-four for three hundred four yards. Obviously, it's the Texans, but the Texans have given teams fits um, so far until that game. So Panthers shot bound. Anything you really care about those two teams? D. Um,
0: no, I'm st- I'm not really sold on Darnold. I don't know. It, it might it might go back to my bias with the you know being in the same class as Baker and the pick kind of coming down to those two. Yeah. Um. I was I was scared to death that the Browns were going to take Darnold. Um. But you're, you're right. He has played well. It's just, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to diss New Orleans because I know they have a, a strong defense and, but it's just, I don't know. You look at the well, Jets, they put the Jets, got, they played New, New Orleans.
1: Not to, I don't want to use a term to offend all of my people that I love in New Orleans, but he did get New Orleans with a perfect storm. Like, yeah. yeah. They had they were without six coaches. They were missing seven players on defense. Yeah. Um, you know that was we saw we saw New Orleans this weekend a little healthier absolutely just pound the Patriots, yeah. So you know uh, I mean, let's, get, let's get into a few of the games that I, I'm really more intrigued of. And if there's something you want to bring up, the Chargers go into go into Arrowhead and win.
2: Justin Hur that Justin Herbert show is in full effect. He's a stud, and I, I don't know what's happening with Tyree Hill, but if he could get more than like five receptions for fifty yards, that'd be cool.
1: I said this to you, Caleb, last week. I said this. I think to D this weekend when we were out. I'm, I, I'm not buying the. I'm not buying the Chargers for the Super Bowl. I'm not. I mean, the case. I'm not writing them off ever because you have Patrick Mahomes. Until somebody steps up on the other side of the football, outside of Mahomes, outside of Hill and Kelsey, until Hardman or one of those guys step up, it's going to be hard for them to win out. Now, now Clyde Edwards-Helaire had 100 yards. Who I did have in DFS, even though my DFS teams were garbage this weekend, that was on me, but. He did have a decent week. I I, I don't know. I, I love Justin Herbert. I love that Chargers team. Greatest unis in all the sports. I, I love them.
3: They're really
0: good. Well, look, there's, there's also that long-standing curse in the NFL with the loser of the Super Bowl the following year. Mm-hmm. And you always thought that if there was a team that could break that curse, it'd be the Chiefs. But here we are. And they're, you know, one and two. And now people are starting to say things like you just said, I don't know. It's just – it's weird how the league works out like that.
1: Andy Reid ends up in the hospital after the game. Peace and peace to him. He has been released. He's okay. Um, Just weird. It's just weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, but nobody be surprised they rattle off 11 wins here. Correct. I get it. And that's why I'm
1: saying, like, but I am – Going to say, I'll say it again. I don't think the Chiefs are going to Super Bowl this year. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. It's necessarily a hot
2: take. I mean, I I get it
1: it is. So I think they're still the still. I think nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. They're one and two right now, and they are still the favorite on Fanduel. And let well go to the Super Bowl.
0: Let's also be honest here. They're one and two, but they're also a a 75-yard hail mary, a dropped punt snap, and a Nick Chubb fumble that never happens from being 0 and three.
1: Correct. That is correct. Yep. So, I, that's all I'm saying is, you know, obviously when you take the field, the odds are on your side. But Vegas doesn't believe that. Vegas still believes the Chiefs are the, the favorite. I do not believe that way. I think they've got some massive competition in the AFC. The Cardinals and Jaguars, anybody care about that freaking game?
2: No, but the Cardinals deserve some love because they are a really good football Well, they're team. 3-0, and
1: and they were losing to Jacksonville in that game. Trevor Lawrence is not good. He has to throw the ball so many times. I, I, he might end up being good. Right now, he doesn't have a lot of running. He has to throw the ball. They can't run the ball. Carlos Hyde's trying to run the ball. Um, the Cardinals were in trouble a little bit. Kyler didn't play real well, oh, yeah. um, but they did end up with a but W, the which is all that matters.
2: Yeah, also, that's all that matters. Also, if you don't play well, and you still win. Like, What are they going to do when he plays well? And they just that, keep that's traveling. It. It's east. Just a good, they're a good team. A really yeah, they have three and out. Oh. Chris Jones is a freaking beast. Yep. That's who the right guy, right?
1: No, Chandler Jones. Chandler
2: Jones. Yep. Yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah. He's a beast. And JJ Watt's a beast. And that, that whole team, they're, they're full of talent, I'll tell you
1: that. Yeah. Anything you really need to talk about with the Cars, Jags, D?
0: No, I mean, uh, uh I was surprised that, you know, Arizona had a semi comeback and win. But, you know, in the long run, they took care of business like they should have. But yeah, Jacksonville is just, just kind of gross.
1: They're so bad. Uh, you know, and I, I heard somebody say today, I don't remember what I was watching, but I heard somebody today, like, you'll, fa- somebody, they'll fall into a win. I don't know that they can fall into it. Oh, the only thing on their side is they're going to play the Texans. Right. And the Colts evidently are garbage too. Yeah, so I don't know what to say about that. Um, let's get to your Browns. Right, dog pound. Yeah, the Brownies uh, went twenty six to six. The one of the funniest stats in the world, Chicago, Chicago, me, Chicago, averaged one point one yard per play.
0: Yeah, that's that's wild. I, another one they had um, the Browns were wearing their nineteen forty six uniforms, and um, the <laughs> the Browns gave up forty six total yards to the Bears, which was the fewest amount they've given up since nineteen forty six.
1: I mean, hey, Justin Fields, welcome to the NFL. Yeah. yeah.
2: That The Chicago coaching staff needs to be clean. Every, that's they what Twitter terrible. is called. They want Matt Nagy gone. Matt Nagy is awful. But that's and what- also, it's great for the Browns because they, their defense coming in the year was like highly touted. People thought it was going to be great. It was not great the first couple of weeks. So it was good to see that they actually came out and did what you know, we all kind of thought they would do the whole year.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're, ex- you're exactly right, Caleb, and I brought, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a lot of people talking a lot of stuff this week about how Justin Fields and the Bears were going to come in and just light the place up and take advantage of a Browns defense that had not performed great. And I think we saw the – if not the ceiling, I think we saw the best version of the Browns defense of what it could be. Now, again, against a rookie quarterback making his first start, but nine sacks and it could have been 15 – And, um, you know, if you had a a more stationary quarterback back there and there was also, you know, one of Chicago's field goals came off a a terrible pass interference call on the Browns. That was an interception that, you know, it's just it was one of those awful, awful referee moments. And uh, there's a lot of those. It could have been a lot worse. And then Baker had his worst game of the year in terms of accuracy. He missed a lot of open throws. I mean, they won by 20. But, like, you felt like you left so much out there. If, you know, peak offense, defense, it was a 40-point win.
1: Yeah, and Chubb, 84 yards uh, from scrimmage, or uh, uh, rushing. Hunt, 155 yards from scrimmage. OBJ, nice to have him back, and he has a good day out there. And he had 77 yards receiving, five catches, and 10 yards rushing. Um, it was great. I mean, I- I'm on the ba- I'm on the Browns bandwagon. I really am. I I, I, I I like them. I like the Chargers. I like the Bills. I like all three of those teams more than I like the Chiefs. Like you said, the Chiefs could obviously rattle off 11 in a row. I am just I just have a lot of questions about that team right I'm now. I'm just not going to
2: make any assumptions about the no, Chiefs until I see I. where they are. Week 17.
1: Right, neither am I. And that's what I'm saying. I could easily see them. There's a reason Vegas still has them in the favor. I just have a lot of questions. That's all I'm saying. No. Uh, moving on to that Bills team, Josh Allen. I, I love Josh Allen. Uh, I said when he – I'm doing it again. <laughs> but I did say when he came into the league in that draft, I thought he was the best player because as someone who does – every Josh law, Rosen? Nope. As someone who does uh, watch bad teams like or bad football games, whatever, I did watch some of his games at Wyoming, and he was electric. Zach Wilson I still think is going to be good in New York. We'll talk about them later. Uh, same way at BYU. But what he did this weekend – He put on an absolute clinic, 32 for 43, 358 yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Um, Hey, awesome to see one of our favorite Calebs, Manny Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, with two touchdowns. Uh, Cole Beasley can catch 11 balls. He just can't get the vaccine.
2: (laughs) I don't even want to talk about Cole Beasley.
1: (laughs) He will rap about it, though.
2: I don't know what's wrong with that. So, anyway,
1: Bills, hey, Bills Mafia has got to be fired up, right?
0: I mean, I got him as the top team in the league right now with these ratings that that spit out. And uh, good Lord, they're at home against Houston on Sunday. I mean, the, the line's already 17.
1: <laughs> good That's, Lord. This
0: seems like a bargain.
1: <laughs> and you know, the, this, this Washington football team defense that everybody said was the best defense in football, uh, they're ranked in the bottom three in almost every category in defense right now. Again, it's three weeks. I understand it. Chase Young, where are you? You're you you're not even showing up on on Sunday on the game film. It seems like Josh Allen could do any. I think I was surprised he didn't throw for 500 yards. He could have if it wasn't such a blowout. He didn't need to. That's why. He did. Right.
0: It just it just makes that Steelers game so puzzling.
1: It really does. You're right. It really does. Week one, Steelers defense is good too. I mean, that's. Titans Colts um, Colts 0 three. That's a surprise to me. Uh, I did have the Colts plus four and a half. Um, they lose 25-16. There were a lot of opportunities in there for them to score some points. Um, Carson Wentz, I know he's got two bad ankles, but he does not look good. They couldn't run the ball. They stopped running the ball. Uh, bad news for the Titans, and we'll talk with Michael about this maybe later in the week, but A.J. Brown hurt. Um, Henry has another good game. Um, look, that, that's just – I think, again, I'll say it again, the Titans are the, the pinnacle of that division right now. Everybody else is an absolute train wreck, and I, I just don't see anybody giving them any kind of fight in that division.
0: No, they won't. No, I, it's not going to happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, it does. It doesn't stop. I mean, I'm looking. Tennessee is at at the Jets on Sunday, right? And by all accounts, that should be another separation yeah. win for them. So yeah.
1: So uh, Saints, I love it. Our Saints go into New England. Foxborough take care of business. 2013, they get their coaches back. They get their defensive, the majority of their players back. Jameis really efficient. I mean, not efficient really, but. 13-21, to 21, but he just doesn't have to throw the ball. 128 yards, two touchdowns, a guys that nobody's heard of. Um, Kamara has 89 yards. Kasem has 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they have no wide receivers at all. Chris Hogan's out there running around. They bring Kenny Stills up. I, I didn't best, even know Kenny Stills was still in the league.
2: No, their best wide receiver is their backup quarterback.
1: So, Michael Thomas, again, we need you back. Um, you've got to address this wide receiver position if you, if you want anybody to take you seriously this year at all. Yep.
0: I mean I, a lot of people talk about Tom Brady playing to 50. How old's Malcolm Jenkins?
1: I, I know. He's been in the he's got to be in his late 30s.
0: And you know, he's out there with a the pick six last week. Yep. Um, you know, they they looked the defense again looked really really good. That's, you know, twice now this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe it goes back to Sam Darnold has found something because I don't understand how they were able to beat New Orleans 26-7.
1: But they were, I'm telling you, they were without Lattimore.
2: They were without I, yeah, I know you Alexander. Yeah, yeah. They had no coaches. And yeah. Jameis Winston was not very good. So they didn't, um, 10 was on the field the whole game. I know a lot of
1: people will say, oh, well, they're just like, you know, the DB's coach or the linebacker's coach or whoever they were without. Those guys make a big impact every Sunday. And yeah. I think you lose those guys. That, that just really changes your entire game plan.
0: Well, I they, they all deserve raises then. Uh, <laughs>
1: right. That's true. The, That's a great point.
0: And then you know I'm looking. They got the Giants coming in to New Orleans. Is that game going to be in New Orleans now? Are they ready?
1: October third. Yes. yes, will be their first game in New Orleans. So that's okay. this Sunday. Okay. Yeah, that place is going to be hopping. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. As long as the roof doesn't catch on fire again. Right. Well, I mean, it just did this week. I know. So, but you saw um, it again. Look, look, one thing again, I was bullied into an NFL pick by D's lock of the week. Yes. The Giants were a three-point favorite at home against the Falcons. Yeah. The Giants lost by three. They did. They did. They're 0-3. Danny Dimes, who also, again, D's Lock of the Week matched up with my fantasy player of the week, who I thought was going to go off in Danny Dimes. He didn't.
0: No. I mean, he did okay, but no, not not what we were hoping.
1: One, one thing quickly, and I don't want to get into this because I don't really like pinpointing people's careers or ending them for them. Saquon does not look good. I oh, think he's done. Wow. It's, I've heard
2: people say that. It's really like, sad. People that I respect.
0: Like it's when you, so you say "done," said,
2: Caleb. what I said. I don't want that to be true. Right. But after all those leg injuries, and he just hasn't looked the same. I just
0: Caleb, when you say "dumb," not not dumb. Not, you not. said "dumb" earlier. When I said dumb, when you, I know no, when you say "done," <laughs> that was my fault. I was just trying to. When you say "done," like what <laughs> do you mean?
1: He could have called him dumb. I'm not gonna well say dumb. He didn't go to Penn State. He's not dumb. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a weird one. Again, I was all on board with you with the Giants. I thought they were going to get their first win. They had looked pretty good against the Redskins the week before. Yeah, they uh, sure did. You know, the football I, team? The football team. I did say the Redskins. Stop saying it. I've done it 400 times on this, this <laughs> podcast. Uh, let's move on. Look, the, one of the surprises of the week that I absolutely love, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase go into Pittsburgh. And I'm sure you're loving this, even though it's probably hard for you to love a Bengals win. But as a Browns fan, to see them beat Ben, Ben looks awful. Twenty-four to ten. Najee Harris leads the team in receptions with fourteen receptions. He can't run the ball, but he can catch the ball. Jamar Chase. When Joe Burrow, like you know, we all thought they need a Penny Sewell, but he might have been right getting Jamar Chase. Three touchdowns so far.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I've, there's
1: four. I apologize.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he had he had two games of two, right?
1: Yeah, four. He
2: had two this weekend. He had two this so, weekend and one each
0: week before. He's on Caleb's teams. I know Caleb knows.
2: Yeah, he has four touchdowns.
0: Four, yeah, yeah, he's not gonna. Yeah, but listen, I mean, it's always a great thing when Pittsburgh loses, and it, one of the great things about the AFC North for me, and it's also also one of the frustrating things, is that essentially the four teams that you have, right, in spirit, they're they're all Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh.
1: Right. That's true.
0: Like, and so it's you know it's this uh. Whenever Pittsburgh loses, even though you know Baltimore, who I like can't stand, and and the Browns, the South, when they win, it's just. Uh just, just seeing Pittsburgh lose and and seeing Roethlisberger frustrated, it it just it makes your day. It absolutely makes your day.
1: I as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, he's going to be really, really happy about. I was that.
2: happy. I don't know. Yeah, that. I love Joe Burrow. I I love Well, yeah, I love Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But I also absolutely despise Big
1: Ben. And you know, without T. Higgins, I thought Jamar Chase might get a lot of double coverage, and he might have. I didn't get to watch the game. He's just a stud. But he is. He doesn't need We, to we, see we the last were talking about though. the drops, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, that was good. Good. He does not need to see the lines. That was over with Matt Santos was yeah. overrated. Um, hey, Bengals are 2-1. and one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, look, you always know a quarterback has a connection with the receiver when you see them throw the ball to them before they're open.
1: Yep. And
0: yep. He, he's doing that nonstop with Chase. And, uh, yeah, it's long for real. Long
1: touchdowns, too. He's long not long touchdowns, touchdowns, exactly right. 45, 30. Yeah, 30 and, and interesting line for Burrow, 14 of 18. Very efficient, but only throwing the ball 18 times. You don't see that in the NFL very often. But that's much more on the fact, and Mixon only had 90 yards on the ground. Um, but that's much more the fact that Big Ben couldn't do anything. I, I, obviously today, McAfee has overreaction Monday on his show, and the Steelers fans are not happy. No,
2: and it's also a credit to the a credit to the offensive line of the Bengals not getting Joe Barrow hit all that's the time. That's
1: correct. That's correct. Yeah, I was glad to see it. I, I want I want Joey to be successful coming back off that terrible knee injury. Um, I want to see him be. Well, I love Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm in, i' I'm I hope they get T Higgins back. I really am a T Higgins fan. Okay. Um, I, I think that's gonna be a really, really fun team to watch potentially in the future. I'm not saying this year they're gonna do much damage. I don't know, yeah, but well. but but I think they'll be in the future they they had a few more weapons here and there. I, I like it. Um, the one Steelers of the fans players.
0: can cry all year and it would uh, just be it be they can finish dead last. It would be a glorious thing.
1: Agreed, agreed. One of the greatest endings we've ever seen in the NFL. Even though once again the referees we not gonna, we were going to get in the referees we're not going to do that because we're kind of running short on time a little bit here. Um, but the the referees completely botched the the Lions Ravens game with a with a missed false start or not false start uh, delay a game penalty. Absolutely blow it. One thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three. Yeah. Still no whistle. But Justin Tucker hits a 66 yarder NFL record to win it. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Johnson day in Detroit. Detroit, I, they're like i don't know what you do doing detroit
0: you know that i i swear watching football games i see the delay a game happen all the time same and i don't know what it are the referees is the tv clock not exactly right
1: what i heard is it's here's what i heard again we go back to oh the job is hard right it's they have to look at the ball and then at the clock, and in that time, they could miss something. That's that was the explanation I read. Well, then Aaron
2: Rodgers does it all the time. Yes, and they, know it. It, yeah, it. they know
1: it. Yeah, they know it. i absolutely. Drew
2: Brees used to take advantage of it. Seemed like every play. How the delay of game penalty is so funny because when they blow the whistle, it delays the game even more. But, See, I'm not.
0: I'm not <laughs> buying that. I'm not buying that excuse because where, where the game clock is, right? It's it's right there on the field level. Yep. And if, if you're it. the back ref, it. right, the, the the guy with the white hat, right, the back ref, sorry for my lack of terminology on that, <laughs> they're looking right over the line, right at that clock. There's You don't have to look down. I believe
1: you're, they do call them the line judge.
0: You're, you're literally looking at the clock in front of you. Yes. And you're seeing if the ball's snapped already. And if they're having that hard of a time with this, how are they calling and not calling holding penalties on, you know, nine matchups around the line of scrimmage every play.
1: Kale and I talked to our, our first segment tonight about how bad the major league umpires are, uh, the NFL referees, they hold my beer.
0: Absolutely. They do. That's all
1: I can say. It's, it's awful. And again, I, I've said about the major league, I don't want to get into it much here. It they, these leagues have to do something about officiating. They're changing the landscape of everything for everybody. And especially at the NFL love level where coaches it seems like we can hire them and fire them at the drop of a dime. Um, this stuff just can't happen. And, you know, hey, shout out to Justin Tucker for the 66 6 yarder. That's awesome. I don't know if you saw this. The only thing I wanted to, to talk about, Sheila Ford-Hamp, the owner on Calvin Johnson Day uh, in Detroit, did you hear the boos?
0: No, I did not. So,
1: okay, when you get a chance, for those of you listening and DNK, go find it. When they <laughs> announced her name, it was 55,000 people who were there to see Calvin Johnson who they still won't pay, and they want him now to work like 20-some hours for them to get the money that they still owe him. And he's like, yeah, screw you. I'm not going to do that. They just it, – it was every person in Detroit that was there was booing as loudly as they could. She couldn't even talk. Yeah. I. It's amazing.
0: I remember Calvin Johnson as someone on Thanksgiving Day, you always put into your Thanksgiving lineups yep. for DFA. I mean, the man yep. just – yeah, he was
3: – Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, Mount he
1: of of wide receivers. yes Mount Rushmore of wide receivers, and well, just pay the man his money. Five, top five for sure. Okay, what? Just pay the man his money. Now, wasn't he Georgia? Twenty some hours. He's probably the second most talented Lions player ever. Um, well, he had a Georgia Tech. Players. Yeah. Now that you had two of the greatest players of all time to play in your in your franchise, and you have alienated both of them.
0: Well, now you know. what? I personally, I would put one Lions receiver ahead of Calvin Johnson. Okay. And that was Herman Moore. Who I thought was just—I thought the world of Herman Moore.
1: He was good, but he was not. Kevin Johnson Calvin Johnson made is arguably the most talented receiver ever. I agree, Herman Moore was awesome. I but Herman
0: Moore was—you know—he had a—he he had a better durability. He was out there more often than Calvin Johnson.
1: Well, Calvin just retired early too. Like, and now he grows weed. And shout out to him—he has a very successful business. But again, if you haven't watched it, go watch her get booed.
2: I have never seen a guy that can go up and get a ball like Calvin Johnson Yeah. No matter was what, Cal- Moss, was on him. Moss was, and him.
0: Was Calvin Johnson, yeah. Johnson from Georgia Tech? He
2: probably four. Yeah, like, he, was he was a freak a at Georgia Tech, too. Yeah. How is
0: Georgia big Tech, big tech big. producing receivers?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Also, wouldn't you think they would, like, do everything to make it right yeah. for Calvin Johnson? Celebrate him. I mean, you're honestly, also NFL, let's get De- Detroit out of the, the Thanksgiving game. I love traditions, but come on. There's no reason to have to watch them once a year. No,
0: oh, no, no. They got, they got to stay in the Thanksgiving Day game.
1: <laughs> I know. You're right. You are correct. I, I, it just drives me crazy. They're so – they're like the Pittsburgh Pirates of the NFL. Ooh. They're so non-competitive. Ooh. And we're, so we're going to get to that here in a minute. In fact, let's go ahead and do it now. We saw it with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's a dude. And we all knew that he was good in Detroit. We saw it once a year. That's all they were on. But we are seeing – and everyone said, not me, everyone who knows football – said wait till you see matt stafford this year that man put on a clinic yesterday he made brady brady had a great game 41 to 55 stafford 27 to 38 343 yards four touchdowns cooper cup i mean i that was an awesome game And, and we were all over mike was over d you were over it the the plus one rams were were underdogs rams win 34 24 the rams are good
0: I don't, I don't want to pile on too much, but there's a certain uh, St. Louis sports talk radio station that on the way home, I, I was listening to Godar, who does a great job. All right. And, and I'm listening to this, uh, you know, local St. Louis talk sports station on the way home. And they had their their gambling guru come in. OK, and he was going to give you his his favorite plays of the weekend and they were going to be locks and they were. You know, all the hosts on the show, oh, you got to listen. You're, he's helping us make money. His two locks of the week, right, were Wisconsin minus three and Tampa Bay minus one. And <laughs> Godar, you know, was, was the complete opposite of that. So I just want people to realize that is, the real money is here.
1: I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Now, if, now if 400,000 more people would figure it out, that'd be great to know. <laughs> but that was all. It was awesome to see the Rams do that. Um, Matt Stafford, I, I, I'm so happy for him to get a chance to be on a really good team, on a team that's on TV quite a bit. I don't know where the season ends for the Rams. I, I they're, really they're really good. I mean, they're really good. And they just proved it against – I mean, again, Brady was incredible. 432 yards. He's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get Gronk goes out in the first half, he ends up coming back. But uh, that was just a great game. And, and I'm just, like I said, so happy for Matt Stafford. So, me too. Hall of Famer. Couple other late games. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back. Oh, go right ahead.
0: What did Caleb say? Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford.
2: Absolutely, he will be a Hall of Famer. He's gonna win. A, he's gonna win a ring in Los Angeles, and he'll be a Hall of Famer.
1: Okay. Ooh. My
2: prediction. I'm not saying he is right now, but I think he will be when he's done.
1: Okay. His numbers are pretty up there, so I think I think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer as well.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Yeah, I mean, Hall of Fame. You gotta like be the top three of your era, right?
1: I don't no. know if that's the case. No. I don't think so. No,
2: because that's so, that's ridiculous. Especially in this
1: era where we have like so 10, many good
2: ones. Yeah. Ten
1: of the of, of maybe of arguably who are going to go down in the history of some of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL well, history. I, I I think he's going to be in.
0: You're supposed to be the best if you get in, not just good.
1: No, I his if we I don't have them. I will have them next time you're on, and we can take a look at those a little bit more. Um, but Matt Stafford's numbers are, are pretty doggone incredible. Okay. So. Uh, we'll have to look at those. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see where those are, but I, I think he's going to have a shot. I think I'd he's going go to
2: have a shot. He'll, he'll be in uh, consideration. Yeah. I, I'm that.
1: not going to make it a slam dunk, but I do think there's going to be a, a Eli Manning, on the other hand,
2: not a Hall of Famer.
1: He is, because he has two rings. He's going to be in. He's not. But we don't have to get into that either. A um, couple other games that I really, really honestly don't care about too much. Broncos look good. They're 3-0, and but the Jets are absolute dog shit. Like, they're just so bad. They can't throw run. They can't throw. I think Zach Wilson's a hell of a talented guy. He has nobody around him. He's got nobody to block for him. Their defense can't stop anybody. I um, a, a, a love seeing Teddy Gloves go out there and play well. He just kind of took that, that by the um, reins. Good for them. Denver wins. Not much yeah. really for me to say there.
0: I mean, well, you're uh, looking at, real quick, you're looking at Denver. Like, we're talking about FBS, FCS teams. Like, <laughs> Denver's gone Giants, Jacksonville, Jets. Mm hmm you know, and then they get the Ravens at home. This, I, this will be what we really, what, what Denver really is on Sunday.
1: Agreed. I agree. I, their schedule has been very favorable. I'm not necessarily on the, they're, they're a great team yet. Cause I don't know. I'm on the, the jets are freaking awful Yeah, They're, bad. they're
2: they, they may be worse than they were last year. Raiders
1: go to three and oh, very Raider like, right. Raiders go to three and oh, um, David Carr, Derek Carr, Derek, Derek Carr looks really good. 386 yards. Um, I, I was all over Kenny and Drake on DFS. It was Peyton Barber. I was completely wrong. Picked the wrong dude. Um, the Dolphins. There. Hey, Dolphins. One and two. Jacoby Brissett plays all right. Um, it's Waddle and Gasecki. That feels like that's the only two people he can throw to. I don't know what to make of the Dolphins. Raiders. Raiders. Three and zero. Oh. Yeah. Hey,
0: Monday night. Raiders Chargers.
1: Oh man, where's that game at?
0: It's in uh, L.A.
1: Oh. So jerseys. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a jerseys, great I'm one. The they do. I'm talking about the char. I love white helmets again. The Chargers. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely,
0: absolutely. It's gonna be a great yeah. one.
1: Um, I don't know what to make of Seattle. I don't know what to make of Minnesota. Minnesota beats Seattle. They collapse late again. Second time they've done that. They're one and two. Uh, Vikings are one and two. No Dalvin Cook. Uh, Madison says doesn't matter. I'll run for a hundred yards. It was good to see Justin Jefferson get nine receptions and 118 yards. Um, Adam Thielen is an absolute stud. Yeah, and uh. You know, Russ, I, I, their defense doesn't do much, man. I, we we talked, you and I both talked about with Mike, Metcalf was going to have a good day. He had a really good day, 107 yards with a touchdown. Um, I just don't know what to make of either one of those teams.
0: I, Minnesota, I have, is so underrated. I have them, even despite their record in my top 10 for NFL teams, uh, they had just a, you know, the the overtime loss to Cincinnati is looking mm-hmm. better and better, right? They missed a field goal at the end of regulation to beat Arizona. They lost yep. by a point. And then they t- handled Seattle pretty well without their best running back. I mean, Kirk Cousins, fantasy-wise, I know that always doesn't translate to actuality in the field, but he is absolutely killing it with Jefferson and Thielen. I mean, and, and we they're going home to play the Browns on Sunday. I mean, after the Browns defense like tr- like showed what they could be against Chicago, I, Sunday for Browns, defense will be an absolute test.
1: And Kirk Cousins, like his coach wasn't happy with him for not getting vaccinated and everything else. And Cousins was up 30 38 for three and twenty-three. That's going to be a good game. Um, finally, let's wrap this up here. Uh, Packers go into San Francisco and win. A Rod does it again. Everybody wants to put it, like say, that they don't know what to think of him. A lot of people hate him. Whatever he does, it he does what he needs to do again. Mason Crosby is a 51 yard game winner. Uh, Packers 2 and 1, 49ers were 2 and 1. Jimmy G had a pretty decent game. Um, to it, I mean, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, they're obviously missing Moster, but he's going to be out for the year. George Kittle came back with seven receptions. That was yeah. nice to see. Um, that, it's going to be an interesting week, man.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't stop for Pittsburgh. They're right back at it at Green Bay on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the NFL is so unforgiving.
1: It really is. It really is. Dude, this was awesome can't thank you enough i know you are busy with your little ones running around running you ragged we've been there i completely understand that thank you for taking your time tonight to come on to talk about your ratings a little bit when next time we have you on we'll get we'll, i'd like to have it maybe later in the week obviously we've got one thing we'll do thursday with godar with the betting but we got some of your stuff takes also for this week which i think is really awesome but i'd like to hear more about those ratings and where they're standing like maybe after week six or seven of the ncaa
0: yeah, i love to be on. I, I wish I could be on every single day, guys. You do a great job. Uh, it is so much fun to listen and it's uh, so much fun to be on. Uh, just don't don't stop doing what you're doing, because there are a lot of people that count on you guys to uh, give them a lot of entertainment.
1: I appreciate you, man. We, we always love having you on. Kel, you got anything else you need to add, brother, before we go into watching you pick up Budweiser bottles tomorrow night? Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks, D.
2: That was really, that, that's really nice. I, I appreciate that. Well, uh, um, I still love truth. Ben Simmons. And um, the Cardinals are going to clinch tomorrow behind Adam Wayne complete game. That's all I got. Uh,
1: yeah. And last thing before I get out of here, one more time, I can't thank D enough. We love having him on. We love to get his takes. I, his ratings are awesome. Um, I, I'd like to find a way, and I don't know how to do this. I'm learning the Twitter world, but maybe getting those and putting those up for, for everybody to take a look at. D, if you're all right with that, I, I yeah. don't know how to do that. We'll talk about that, but I'd like to find a way to do that.
0: That'd be great because I get so frustrated uh, trying to read stuff and, you know, everybody wants a subscription and um,
1: exactly, I would love to I put mean, it out we for have free. 172,000 listeners. So, you know, we can maybe send some of them your way.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. No, no, I, I
1: will be in touch because I would like to get that up on the Facebook page and the, the Twitter page. Um, once again, thank you, everybody. Uh, those of you, we talked a lot about college football in the NFL. Look, Saturday's going to be an awesome day. My wife and I are going to be camping. Uh, we do have some stuff to talk about on Thursday about that. And then I cannot wait to report back on how that goes because we'll just see. We'll just see. Uh, go Cards. Go Cards. Don't miss out on an awesome College Football Saturday, what's going to be an awesome NFL Sunday. Uh, once again, we can't thank you guys enough. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating that really, really, really uh, helps everyone involved. You guys are the absolute best. You can find us on Twitter at more underscore noble. We will be talking to you soon. Hopefully uh, with the cards clincher. And everybody have an amazing day. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Cheers.
0: The more you noble, the more you noble. The
3: more you noble, it's the more you noble.